Hello, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 103. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Selig. Dude, we are uh, recording right now on a Friday night. Like, it's like 10 o'clock right now. Uh, it is June 11th, yeah. and we're, you know, we usually record Sundays, and sometimes we might record on a Saturday, but we don't normally record on a Friday. If you guys listened to our last couple episodes, whether it was, uh, I believe, maybe the Black the Backlog special we did or episode 102, we talked about E3 week, which is right now. So what's happening is this is technically not our E3 episode, which is why I decided to number it. Uh, we weren't really sure what we were going to do yet in terms of how we're going to title these. But because this is everything before E3, even though it's got, like, legitimately, like, six shows to talk about. It's so weird, because I I was like, oh, E3's next week, I don't need to worry about it at all. <laughs> and then you texted me earlier today while I was at work saying, like, okay, we can record later tonight, right? And I was like, oh, no. I have so much to watch. <laughs> I was like, you started, it's like that, have you seen that Anakin and Padme meme? <laughs> where she's in the field and i'm like you yeah. watched uh, you watched everything from yesterday last night right you, right <laughs> and you're like i have to go through everything and i'm just like oh no i somehow managed to condense what feels like 10 hours of content into like I, maybe three i'm so tired dude i watched everything like majority of it i watched live and i just kept going through it yeah and i'm there least... with my phone just like taking notes as we as it goes through and there were some where i was like actually interested there were others where i'm like oh god i hope it's not a repeat of last year and then there were some where i was just like ready to tear off my fucking headphones because i was like you guys straight up just took a shit on my chest <laughs> with this with this show and yeah. we will we'll talk about which one that at was least... At least I got to scrub through it, but it getting to watch it in a much more relaxed way probably would have been more enjoyable, but whatever. What's done yeah. is done. So today, uh, we're, we're pretty much talking about everything that's not technically E3. Uh, E3 is going to be pretty much from Saturday through Tuesday, uh, if you want to count Wednesday, but that nothing really is happening. I think there's like, no, that's the Steam shit. The steam starts there, whatever that is. Uh, so it's really, yeah, Saturday through Tuesday. And the plan was we're going to do two to three episodes, uh, three to four episodes, counting this one. And it's still going to be like, this is our regular numbered episode because it's everything before E3. And then we're going to do a, for sure, Sunday episode and a Tuesday episode. Now, depending on how Saturday goes, we might also do an episode for that one. It really just depends on how much uh information comes out of all those there's like five or six different shows for that one or more so like regular conferences for the most part they're not like full-blown shows except for like one or two uh of like just a compilation of different games from different developers from different publishers majority of them are just publisher focused which makes it much easier because they're really set on oh this is what's coming out in the next two years maybe but also they're not like it's not a fat amount of thing that's like all the indies we've been covering uh, that we're going to cover in this episode and also the next episode too. Uh, with that said, of course, this is Sutra Side Talk, our show where we talk about gaming, movie, TV show news, and uh, if we have time for it normally, 
what, we, what we've been watching and what we've been playing. Now, uh, because it's E3 week, there's not really going to be any movie TV talk, except for today. Uh, today we have Netflix Geek Week, which I honestly thought uh, was going to be like this small little thing. It turned out it was bigger than all of the others combined. Not combined, so, actually. It was like five days. It was five days, uh, which at first, like each stream I looked at was like two and a half hours. And I was like, well, yeah. shit. But really, it's about an hour each. And then like post shows that we didn't really pay attention to. Yeah. Um, what we're going to do for the E3 stuff, you know, it's purely E3, only gaming. Uh, this one will be a mix of both. We're going to start off with the gaming and then end it with all the Netflix stuff, which I never thought I'd be talking about this much Netflix news ever in an episode. But, you know, we're going to be here. Uh, with that said, you know, we've been doing a timed run for all of our news topics normally, but that's also because we usually balance, do that to balance out uh, what we've been watching and playing, but also to make sure we're like an hour and a half. Because, though, these this episode and the next episodes coming up are more specialized. We're just going until we're done. And we're obviously not going to go insane with each thing because, you know, a lot of them are just trailers or just little snippets. So not a, they're not like full on like reveals or anything. So some might be like 30 seconds while others might be like 10 minutes, depending on what it is. But you'll kind of go through it. We'll, we'll see how it goes as we go through it. But uh, what we're going to talk about today, uh, in the current order, we're going to start off with what happened on Thursday with the Summer Game Fest from Jeff Keighley, uh, followed by the Day of the Devs that was connected to it, uh, brought to you by Double Fine. I believe they're the ones that usually do it. Tim Schafer yeah. is like the man behind all that stuff. Uh, we will then move on to... Uh, the Summer Game Fest deep dive into the new into the Amazon MMO, which I do want to talk about a bit, called New World, of course. Uh, then we will talk about the Coach Media Primetime, which will probably be the shortest discussion, and you will find out why. <laughs> and then we will do I, the IGN Expo, we'll, which will have like a mix of stuff. That one will probably also be, I would say, the second shortest. And then we will finish off with Netflix Geeked Week, which ironically will probably be one of the longest ones, but it'll just be that there will definitely not be any time this week at all for uh, anything we've played and watched, but we're just going to go through these as we go through them. And when we're done, uh, like I said, we're recording this on a Friday. This episode is already out on Saturday. So if you're listening, you know, this is the Saturday right now, if you're already listening to this or sometime after Saturday, if you didn't listen to it the first day. So if you want all this information, it's all right here. Uh, we got all that news. We'll have all the E3 news as well. If you want to listen to those special episodes that we'll have out, uh, they'll come out day after day. So if like if depending on the day we record, the day we record, the episode will be released the day after. Uh, so when we record on Sunday, the episode will be out on Monday. Record on Tuesday, the episode will be out on Wednesday. If we record another episode on Saturday, that one will be out on Sunday. Uh, so I'll be churning them out. Uh, but of course, these episodes also won't be that, they won't really be edited that much. So you'll still get time code just going from showcase to showcase, but nothing on an individual level. And maybe something peaks or might be some like loud audio in certain parts. It's because I'm not really focusing on that on these episodes this time around, just because of the 
turnout times I'm doing for these kinds of things. Uh, otherwise, I'd be taking much longer and I would have literally no time at all <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, but with that said, James, are you ready to dive right into these? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, um, so we're starting off here with the Summer Game Fest. And also keep in mind one last thing, sorry. Uh, we're not doing every single thing that all these showcases announced. We're doing select stuff that we would actually want to talk about. Otherwise, we're just going to be kind of talking about nonsense for something we may not actually yeah. care about whatsoever. Also, I honestly think if we talked about every single thing that was revealed over the last week, this show would be like four hours. Yeah, yeah we're, we can't we can't do that. I'm so, I'm so tired. I don't know how the energy to that. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, first off, in Summer Game Fest, we saw from Gearbox, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is coming in 2022. It's inspired by that Borderlands 2 DLC, Assault on Dragon Keep, where they play uh, bunkers and uh, bunkers and dragons or something. I already forgot what it was called. Huh. Uh, no, bu bunkers and badasses. That's what the ah. <laughs> name was called. Uh, it's supposed to be like D&D, though. Yeah. And it's a standalone game. Uh. I think I have it also down for IGN Expo as well. Uh, yeah, they talked about <clears throat> excuse me. They talked about it a little bit more extensively in uh, the IGN Expo. I think the the Summer Games Fest thing was just the trailer announcement. It was the reveal for it. Yeah. In yeah, watching that trailer, uh, that was like one. I watched a couple trailers yesterday, but that was it. Like yeah, that that was one of them. And I was like, wait a minute, are they making like a Borderlands? But, well, so somehow with some of the characters, or at least Tiny Tina. Uh, just but, Tiny Tina, and yeah. it's like three new characters you can play. But as. also, like, as soon as the character pulled out, like, a gun and a spell or whatever, or cast a spell, I was like, wait a minute, are they doing, like, a fantasy version of yeah. Borderlands? I'm very interested in that. So I'm just gonna pull out the IGN Expo extra stuff for it, so then we just don't won't talk it about yeah. won't talk about it at all there. Uh, what they talked about was it's multi class heroes, so they have yeah, that's it's not just cool. one thing. Uh, guns, spells, and melee weapons. No grenades, uh, and a big voice cast for playable characters. I already forgot who the voice cast yeah, dude, was. The voice cast is insane. They've got like Andy Samberg and that's what it was. Andy Samberg people. and uh, another big one was. Uh, Crap. It was someone else that was big. I already forgot who it was. Yeah, like I, Daniel and I watched the trailer, I think, last night. And I, I was just like, every name that popped on the screen, I was like, really? Oh, my God. Seriously? It's a lot of, it's a huge cast. Right? It was, it was pretty crazy. Like, not, just, not just the amount of cast, people. Like a, a cast of, like, a lot of people I actually like. Yeah. And it, it's just, it, it was weird that they were able to do all of that just for, uh, just for this, like, you wouldn't think you'd have all these people in a random spin-off game, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie, like, I was, I saw one person in, like, either the Twitter comments or some comments somewhere, and they're just, they post a picture, and it's just like, where's my brothers in arms? And I'm like, <laughs> bro, I feel that so much, because Borderlands is a very kind of whatever game to me like it's one of those ones where i play it because everyone else is playing it it's like oh your friends are playing it and you want to go play with your friends like i'll yeah. get it for that otherwise i have no attachment to that franchise and the gameplay's fine for me personally uh i the one thing i always loved was brothers in arms because it was like a 
it was like the game version of Band of Brothers. Like it was it was like that, where it's like Medal of Honor Allied Assault uh was to Saving Private Ryan. This was to like Band of Brothers. And I have been wanting the fourth game, which would take place in like the Battle of the Bulge, it would be in Baston, Belgium and stuff, but uh instead we're getting this and you know, I'm sure most people will be happy about it and I get it, but also I'm just like they just won't stop with Borderlands. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it makes some money. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, you can't say no to money. And I get it. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a fun time. I'll probably pick it up if everyone else gets it, but we'll see. Uh, another thing announced was uh, this one you wanted to add on here. Metal Slug Tactics. Yeah. So I've never I haven't played too many of the Metal Slug games, but I, I like them. They're kind of like Contra, but with like a more interesting cartoony art, art style, in my opinion. And I just, I really like the idea of taking that art style and making a tactics game out of it. Like, I don't know. For some reason, this is really interesting to me. And it just, I like when you can take a, a genre in, or not a genre, a franchise and make a new genre out of it. Kind of like how um, recently, oh god, uh, was, Yakuza turned into like a turn-based RPG, and they're like, "You were just gonna do that from now on." It, it went from a brawler to a turn-based RPG, and then, oh god, there was another example that I thought of. But anyway, I just think it's a cool, uh, interesting reveal. Gotcha. Uh, we then had Hideo Kojima appear, and he's like talking about how. Their developments changed a lot because of COVID, that he's restructuring things and whatnot. And he's like, you know, we're not going to, unfortunately, we're not going to show you anything today or talk about what we're, you know, working on currently. But then he's like, one more thing. And we got to see that there is the Death Stranding director's cut for PlayStation 5 coming. And like it shows just Sam in a fucking box. How do you make that game longer? I don't, I mean, I haven't played it yet, so I'm not sure. Like, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. It's just, like, it didn't, it, there were a lot, it was kind of boring sometimes. I don't know. I really liked the world. I liked the story. It's just the moment-to-moment gameplay was just tedious and frustrating most of the time. I don't know. I don't know what they could add for the director's cut. The, the box cut scene that they did was kind of funny and yeah that's pretty made, he just sits there and it's like there for like 10 minutes dude when he just like dude it went on for so long too it did. and he just like jumps into the box and i'm just like what is going on could you, you can imagine the guy like making this coaching was just so over his shoulder just yeah. like yes yes exactly like this uh i my question here is if you have the PlayStation 4 version, is this one of those free upgrades or is this going to be a yeah. separate version? Because That's I didn't I didn't question. play it yet. Do I, I wait? I think I might have to wait now yeah, even longer I think before I, I play would, it. If I were you. Like I've already played the game. I'll, I I might play it again if I if they give me an incentive to. I'm I don't know if I'm crazy, but it did it look like the lighting was better in this trailer? Because like I mean, I remember the game looking good, but there was something about this trailer that made me go like either this is pre-rendered or this version is like a PS5 version and it looks amazing. I think it was PS5 version and it looked amazing. Mm. I think that's what it was, honestly. Um, yeah, because I'm honestly, I'm like two games away. 
because I'm just going to plan them on Warfare and then I was going to play Outer Worlds, but that also might take a while, but Death Stranding was yeah. next in line. I will say too, uh, <laughs> dude, this just happened to me. I just platinum and beat Jedi Fallen Order and they just released yeah. the PS5 version and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's done. I already finished. I'm not going, I'm not going back again. I already platinum this. I'm done. Uh, next up though, they <laughs> Jeff Goldblum shows up. And he's like, I'd uh, like to announce the next uh, movie with Dinosaur. You like dinosaurs? It's uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2. It's coming next year. Uh, no, this year. It comes this year sometime. Yeah, wasn't that like the park builder game? Yeah, it's supposed to be like uh, this cool park simulator builder. And yeah. I've heard good things about it. I just, you know, it's yeah. not something I would probably play personally, but also yeah. too many other games. Yeah, I don't frequently dabble with like city builder or base builder games and there were a few of those that were shown off i remember i used to watch a friend play roller coaster tycoon and we would like it if they didn't finish the roller coaster and they open yeah. it anyway and we just watch people just crash. Well, that was a lot of the fun of like the sims and stuff like yeah. that where you just be like you know what i'm getting bored i'm gonna just build a wall around my character and just watch them starve damn yeah what like, am i the, one of the funniest things is like if you build a like one unit space around them or whatever that literally they just can't they can't even lie down in because they need two spaces for that they start to go insane because they can't sleep oh my god well actually one of my one of my clan mates on destiny she plays sims and she actually her favorite part is the sims graveyard that she keeps building oh my god into (laughs) of just adding more to it if i remember correctly um but yeah, and I yeah, second one, I assume, you know, we'll have stuff from the last movie and the next movie or something, if anything. But eh, I guess, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff, that must be cool. I just am waiting for that Jurassic Park survival game where yeah. you probably have a gun and you're just like, oh, my God, I don't want to die on this island from dinosaurs. That would be dope. Also, like many of these things, we didn't get like gameplay or whatever. It was yeah. Just a cinematic trailer. So. I, maybe I'm crazy, but it looked kind of like it's not necessarily confined to a park because I didn't see any gates or anything. I don't know. Maybe you just create a whole island now. I, I don't know. Yeah, um, I, look into the first one. Maybe it's... Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a cool little... I'll say this really fast. There's like a, a, a quick thing about Sable because it was uh, put together with a performance by japanese breakfast which i was not expecting i was like wait what and if you want to know more about that game like we're not going to talk about 12 games today specifically but if you want to check them out it's a it's a one hour watch but i would say it's well worth it and they it's just a better job if you listen to them talk for an hour it's 20 times better than hearing us talk about those games because they're like showing the full-on deep dive of how they're making Mm. it and it's really really cool the process they do it but check out the tribeca uh, film like the Tribeca games actually now the Tribeca has game uh, option uh, game category and the games in it are like literally you're just like oh wow art house <laughs> like they, they really like said art house and it, it's actually really cool it went from games I'm like oh, okay to watching how they're being made and I'm like oh it's not necessarily the games themselves being picked it's the process that these guys did to make these games that brought them here. That's really cool, actually. Mm. 
but yeah, t- check that out, Tribeca, uh, Tribeca Games. You can find it on summergamefest.com. Uh, it's one of the things there you can watch. Uh, continuing, though, uh, there was a new indie from PlayStation announced uh, from Su- Shuhei Yoshida, uh, Salt and Sacrifice, which is a sequel to Salt and... Um, Sanctuary. Yeah, Salt and Sanctuary, for, and this one's going to be on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. I thought that was cool. I actually still have to play the first one, but it just yeah. looked interesting to me. I heard good things about the first one. It's like supposedly one of the better, I think, uh, from what I heard, one of the better 2D Souls-like games. Yeah. And then we got a trailer for Chivalry 2, which, James, I don't think you've played the first one. I bought yeah. it and never played it, but I watched enough gameplay <laughs> that it was so mesmerizing. It was like, oh, it's just a giant battlefield, but everyone has swords and bows and maces and stuff instead. Mm. And it just looks so chaotically ridiculous. Like, it looks really fun. Like, I know people probably really like, um, what's that Ubisoft game called with the, the, the really sword, the sword combat game? Um, oh, uh, for honor, um, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Think of that, but not really. And it's just a lot more people and you're just running in there trying to kill people, but it's like ridiculously Wait, so what intricate. what kind of game is it? Is it an RTS or is No, it it's a... first person. Oh. First person. Okay. Sword combat or like basically first person medieval combat game. Uh, that's mm. like Battlefield, basically. Think of Battlefield scale in terms of like, I mean, obviously the map's not as big because you're straight up just storming a castle and it's like a rush of men. Is it a storming multiplayer a- game? Yeah, it's only multiplayer. Oh. Oh. So there's like 60 people running. It's like 30 dudes running into a castle, attacking 30 dudes defending a castle. Oh, I'm very interested in this, actually. Yeah, and this one's coming out, uh, Chivalry 2, and I'm just like, I didn't play the first one. I, I'm just, I'm probably going to skip it and go straight to the second one. I really want to find time to buy and play this because it just looks so fun. Um, it was a launch trailer, actually, so I think it just released, uh, but it's mm. something I'll definitely pick up. Uh, I don't want to sleep on it, basically, for sure. Uh, and then, so this was kind of, I, I, I got confused by this one. This is why I actually added this one on here. Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt, which is like a, a Vampire the Masquerade multiplayer game. Yeah. Is so it... it's not the second game. It's a spinoff. Was it, so it's a spinoff. I thought it was a, like a multiplayer mode coming to the Masquerade. I don't think so. Cause it didn't even mention two, which is being made currently. Except remember uh-huh. two's like the shit two's going through. Where yeah. they've like switched developers and stuff, all this crazy shit. Yeah. Um, I think this one's been in the works, and they're just like, I think they wanted to wait till after two is done, but because of all the shit, they're just like, well, the guys that have been working on this, I guess, have been doing, uh, you know, a good that... job. Let's just get it out. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Uh, that's what I'd assume. That um, makes sense. Yeah, and then you know, there's there's a lot more stuff here, but uh, three more that we're gonna talk about. This one was actually very interesting that they did here. Uh, they announced a new studio, a new studio announcement. It was just called uh, Deviation Games, and it's a bunch of former Treyarch developers, or at least the guys in charge are former Treyarch. I'm sure there's other uh, former Treyarch people, and I would guess, you know, they've talked about they're tired of development schedules of, like, you know, mm-hmm. AAA games, but I'm also assuming, you know, when you, re- that realization that you're only ever going to make Call of Duty games. Yeah. You will never make tiring. anything else, especially if all the other studios in your company are being folded in to make more for call of duty games. Unless you're like absolutely passionate about whatever, you know, even if saying that, you know, working on something you're passionate about for 10 years, 
you know, maybe after 10 years, you're like, you know what? I need a little change. You know, I still love this thing, but I can't keep doing it every day. Yeah. Uh, but they are the third developer to partner with PlayStation. So look at them as a second party studio. They're not a they're not owned by PlayStation, but they're partnering with them. So think yeah. of like, I mean, technically Kojima like Productions. Housemark. Yeah, uh, Housemark, mm-hmm. Kojima Productions. Uh, previously Insomniac Games before they were bought. Uh, but also, I mean, the ones that are there in line with her, like that studio Jade Raymond founded recently. Yeah. Uh, and then she announced that partnership. And then there was another studio, too. Uh, so whatever they're going to work on. They they said, you know, they're they're like, we've been barely a year as a studio. So they've been like really just building, creating the studio itself. Um, we're probably not going to hear what just like the other two you know studios that are in partnership with PlayStation. We're not going to probably hear what they're working on for at least another year and a half most likely i would say a year and a half to two years uh but it's cool to see that playstation's like reaching out to like prom they're like oh these guys are triple a blood but they're new just a new studio let's jump on them now help them out where it's like you know we're gonna help you guys out probably monetarily and all this other stuff and all you guys got to do is focus on a playstation game just instead of focusing on multi-platform, yeah. focus on one console and do your best on that console. That's all we ask. That's a very smart move. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, Evil Dead, James. Evil Dead the game. Yeah. Gameplay I... with uh, narration from Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, I love Bruce Campbell. Like, I, I don't know how to feel about this game because I love the... the uh evil dead i love the evil dead series i totally blanked on it for a second <laughs> but uh so i love the movies I, lo- I mean even the tv show is actually pretty great although i think i'm might have missed like the last season or something i i don't know i could be did you watch that. the remake yeah i even like that one although that, that was one dude that really... was one of the three best experiences of a theater at yeah, school like uh, it definitely so doesn't have any of the humor of the original oh series. no that's straight up that's actually the scariest of them all yeah that movie is like legit horrifying and just gross at times but um i don't know like the game looks fun and it's interesting that it's basically like a a left for dead but it's um i would say oh my god i would say it very much falls in line with that of friday the 13th and predator oh yeah no no that's what i sorry i totally forgot it's that's what's interesting about it is it's an asymmetrical uh multiplayer game so not only are there like the four heroes playing as like random heroes from or random characters from around the series but one person gets to play as that evil demon thing that's just like a camera flying through the forest but a little bit of dead space (laughs) where you can you can possess specific ne- uh not necromorphs oh when you de- play deadites and stuff yeah well you know you just said dead space well it's like in dead dead space had a multiplayer mode oh and dead space 2 where you play as the necromorphs yeah you and play you as just like different necromorphs or whatever so yeah so it's cool that you not only get to summon deadites and stuff and just try to generally fuck with the heroes and, and whatnot but if you want you can take direct control of one to more I, I guess uh deal you know hassle them more directly yeah and you could even be the main one from uh, army of darkness which is yeah really tough. the the ash clone 
Yeah. No, that's a, that's actually pretty cool. Becomes that, just that a fucking skull sounds, face. That to me sounds like in uh, Battlefield, or no, Battlefront, where you get enough kills or whatever. Oh, you get the hero, hero unit? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, it's really cool, and it, it what makes me... As much as I want to play it, it makes me realize, like, dude, I didn't even play Friday the 13th or Predator. And I'm just like, fuck, I really yeah. need to play those games. Like, they dude, actually... Dude, we got st- Friday the 13th for PlayStation, PlayStation Plus. PlayStation Plus, play that if you want. We should, we should really play that. We need to get... We, we also still need to do the Ghost of Tsushima raid. <laughs> yeah, I still have that on my PlayStation. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't taken it off either. Um, but all right. Last thing from Summer Game Fest. So we're 30 minutes in. We're actually... I, I would say we're making pretty good time. But... There was like, they're like, you know, one more thing, Summer Game Fest, here's an announcement. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, it's that thing I can't play. All right. <laughs> and they announced Elden Ring, or they didn't announce, they finally revealed it. You see a trailer, you get a release date. They're like, January 21st, 2022. So less than a year away. Actually, yeah. we are nearly six months away from launch already. Yeah. A little bit over six months. Sooner than I thought. Well, yeah. it's been in development for a while, but um, I don't know. I So I've been so excited to see anything about this for so long that I have kind of mixed feelings at this point. Because one, the, I mean, I shouldn't really knock it for the visuals because you don't really play a Souls, uh, Souls game for the visuals. I remember seeing the Bloodborne character face when I first tried to attempt it before I quit very fast. But I looked at it and I'm like, bro what <laughs> yeah no they never really looked that good but except for demon souls that just came out but that's just like the another studio just completely remastered it visually that was blue but point any, you could think blue point yeah. for that but as far as uh the FromSoft games you know they've never been you know graphical powerhouses or anything but i don't know i was expecting a little bit better in this one because it literally looks like they have not upgraded their graphical engine or anything. I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but it, it doesn't look like they've advanced their graphics since Sekiro. Uh, yeah, Sekiro. Even Dark Souls Three, it looks like. I don't know. Really? I I honestly think Sekiro looked better than this, which is oh, damn. Maybe maybe I need to go back and play Sekiro, but I I just remember really enjoying Sekiro and never having an issue with like the visuals that much. Mm-hmm. and maybe it, I, I don't know maybe i just thought that this game was gonna be a next gen game at this point and maybe it being on ps4 and xbox one is why it you know still looks like a ps4 and xbox one game but also i don't know it literally once i finished the trailer i was just like well it looks like a souls like <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought it looked cool um once again i'm like not i'm I'm still like i'm like really like a souls virgin uh i do want to play bloodborne demon souls i will get to those and then eventually probably sekiro and if i want to maybe the soul like dark souls trilogy we'll see but yeah uh for this game i can't as much as it looks cool i can't play it because it's got someone's name on it it's got george r R. martin's name on it so i can't as a consumer waiting still for winds of winter i uh i have been saying like i'm not going to purchase and with my purchases read watch or play anything he does so i'm not going to purchase anything related to those or even like if i have hbo i'm not going to watch like house of the dragon and stuff so i this game 
is one of those that I can't do. And it's like, as cool as it is, you know, I'm so enamored with Waiting on Winds of Winter that I don't even feel like, like that temptation. It's straight up like it, it, my, my need for that book is so strong. I have like in my, like my mind is already adapted to the point where I can automatically not care about something if it's got his name on it and it's not what I've been waiting for. Like it actually worked. It's like, uh, since I've been for a long time, uh, boycotting Nestle, uh, it took a long time, but I don't even care about Butterfinger or Crunch Bars anymore. I'm just like, whatever those are, I don't care about those. So it's like, it's easy. I'm like, oh, Elden Ring. Okay, whatever. Uh, which a lot of people were already like calling me heretics on different servers on discord. I'm on <laughs> like, so like, I'm going to ban you from the server. And I'm like, okay, but that's not going to give me once a winter. And that's not going to help you get Elden ring any faster. So do what you will. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the yeah. games game looks good. Still not buying it. I, I did like, they seem to be including, well, not seem to be, they're including mounted combat and having yes. mounts in general to just uh, get a uh, horned horse. It looked like a ram horse, like a like an ox horse kind of. And I don't know if that was just an enemy werewolf or if you could be a werewolf, but I don't know. It looks it looks like it's got some interesting stuff to it. Two of my friends were excited because, you know, usually these games have multiplayer where you can like one person yeah, can join another's game. They also showed that, too. They were like, oh, my God, we could joust. And I was just like, oh, shit. Eh. They, <laughs> of course, they that's where they'd go with it sold uh they have the devs time guys so first game here you know a handful of games we're going to talk about here first one is axiom verge 2 which is metroidvania game it looked really the first one looked really cool i still you know a lot of indies i I like i haven't gotten to and that includes the first to play it a couple times and i always get like to a certain point where i just get kind of lost and i'm just like wait where do i go now really and yeah and i just move on to something else not necessarily intentionally but i just two times i've tried to get through it and i then two times i get distracted by something and just haven't gotten i have i haven't finished it and interestingly enough daniel started playing it recently because i i mentioned like hey if you're interested in the metroidvania game that's you know more modern but pretty cool axiom verge is pretty interesting and he also got to a certain point where he was just like where do i go and he he stuck with it and i think i don't know if he had to look up a guide but he said he had to basically just like explore everywhere and be like oh this is where i go okay finally was it an annoying development issue would you say no well i don't know it was like he got a new ability and just i guess the way the story like the way those games go like the metroidvania type games is you're supposed to remember like oh yeah i saw this place like a while ago that i couldn't get past like mm-hmm. and then you get a new ability and you're it's supposed to click in your head like oh yeah i remember that very obvious place and i guess for axiom verge there's a point where you get an ability to like move through walls and stuff and i just for i couldn't figure out where to go with that oh. or something like that i, I don't know like it's a really cool game and it's just weird to me that as far as i can tell the trailer or the gameplay bit they showed off i mean it's a completely different character it's a completely different place it looks like Uh, so i don't understand how it's an axiom verge 2 and not just like a different game with the same style or anything but the the first game was the was it a male character 
It was a male character, and like they said, yeah, because this one is a female. He, yeah, he uses guns and stuff. All this character is a melee combat character, which is interesting. I'm I'm definitely excited for it for sure. One, one key thing they did say, uh, they said it's possible to beat the game without fighting any bosses. You could just that too is interesting. I, I honestly wonder why. I'm not sure, but because the first one came out on well, Switch, right? It was a Switch game. It was on Switch. It was on Vita. I, like I originally bought it on oh, Vita, right. and yeah. then it came to Switch, and I was like, oh. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I'll just play it on the Switch. Uh, they did say, in, in addition to since there's no, you know, they're not going to own Vita now. Uh, Switch PC, they're also putting it on PS4, PS5. Yeah. Uh, next game though, Phantom Abyss. This one you wanted to talk about? Yeah. So I at first wasn't interested until they mentioned that the way it works is it seems to just like I don't know if they have randomly generated dungeons or what. But they claimed that while you are going through a dungeon trying to get loot and get to the end and get a high score or whatever, I guess there's no point in a high score because they said literally only one person ever gets to finish a dungeon. Oh. Because, you know, you see the these like phantoms of other people that have attempted the dungeon that you are going through and have died. And they also said something like you can interact with those phantoms for better or for worse. Like sometimes they can mess you up, but other times I guess you can use them to your advantage. I don't know how that works, but uh, but apparently once someone finishes one of those dungeons, that dungeon is locked and no one else can ever play that dungeon again. So I don't know. It's an interesting... That was kind of interesting to me the idea of you know that's at least partly your reward is being the only person ever to finish this dungeon and i guess they're i don't know how often they make a new one or whatever or if it literally just randomly generates it could be i I think it would probably be procedurally generated i don't think it's going to be something they have to manually do that would be a lot of work that would be crazy yeah that would be a lot of work but i would say like it's probably the the style they did like no man's sky yeah that the makes planets. sense yeah but yeah so i thought that was interesting that's that type of asymmetrical multiplayer yeah okay yeah for me uh next couple of games i i posted here soup pot so yeah i skipped over this one i was like <laughs> uh okay some cooking game about soup whatever <laughs> It wasn't actually soup, bro. It was actually it? looked cool. It was um it was like Asian dishes specifically, if I remember correctly, Filipino, Korean, and Vietnamese. I could be wrong. I, I honestly don't remember what the, I remember Filipino and Korean for sure. I don't remember what the third influenced uh ethnical food it was. But it looked really cool in terms of like, oh, you know, even growing up in a family where even though I'm like, you know, Iranian, Mexican, and like Jewish, and really mm-hmm. very limited Jewish foods. Um, you know, mainly it's like, you know, Persian dishes, Mexican dishes. And my mom also like taught like, like stuff she used to cook when I was younger, like uh, everything from like different forms of chicken and stuff. Uh, and of course, Italian food. You can't not know Italian. You don't even have to be Italian to know Italian food. If it's just like pastas and stuff, you know, yeah. you just get the meat sauces and whatnot. But uh I've never, you know, I've never considered even thought about like, you know, Filipino or Korean food of like trying to figure out how that even works to make that. And even though it's like a simulator, I thought it'd be really cool because it's like, oh, you could do that. And if anything, 
it would sponsor my ideas of like, oh, maybe I want to try to cook these one day. So it'd be like a fun little thing just to try out. Oh my God. I just had a crazy idea. That would be a really interesting use for VR is not necessarily a cooking game, but a cooking simulator that literally teaches you how to cook or how to cut things the right way. Yeah. So, like hey guys, Guy Fieri here in this virtual experience. We're going to oh teach God, you how to... That... <laughs> Or hey, Cole Ramsey here. You're a real chef. You should give up right now. What are you? An idiot sandwich. That's right. No one wants to eat that. Go make it again. Uh, beautiful. Be absolutely beautiful. Um, so I thought that was cool. Honestly, it was like of all the games from this uh, thing, that was actually one of the ones I was most interested really? in. And I was not expecting it. I was like, this looks cool. And I'm like, ah, I didn't think I was going to say that. Um uh, a musical story. So this one looked very interesting. Yeah, it's like I almost skipped this one, but I stuck with it and was just like, damn, I, this is actually really interesting. And the music is super rad. Yeah, the, the music itself is really cool. And then it's like going through, it's like a story and there's like drug addiction and stuff where a dude looks kind of like Jimi Hendrix. That seems like the main yeah, character. The, I also liked that hook in the beginning that it's like he seems to be in some sort of coma possibly brought on by an overdose or whatever yes but maybe that that's that's the mystery of you know how did he get there and will he make it through or will or, or won't he and the idea that you unlock his memories by playing music i don't know if i liked the idea that they mentioned of to get through these memories and stuff you have to not only just press the buttons to get through the music you have to understand how music works and analyze the music and actually play the song to some extent yeah so for someone who is not very musically talented like me that might be kind of difficult but it it could be cool if it literally teaches you some like kind of a little something about musical rhythm and tempo and stuff like that definitely definitely um what was next? Next was I th oh right. I only added this because I thought it was cool. But Volcabulantis. Um, yeah, I'm super interested in this one. So like, I I wasn't necessarily interested in the game itself. Like I'm like I don't know if I'd actually play it. But yeah. the process of what they did to make it was probably the most interesting part to me, which was yeah. they stop motion. It's yeah. like claymation stuff. I was like, what? <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like I feel like you could just replicate that art style with a decently powerful computer. But this guy literally did for real stop motion and filmed it and was just like, yeah, I just put all the frames in the computer and I can make, I can make a game where the compare the character is animated by literal physical pictures. I'm just, I'm imagining how much time and money it goes into that. Cause it's like, Maybe well, the cost is incredibly expensive. Yeah. And even then it's like, even if he, it's like affordable and stuff, it's just like the amount of time though. Time is money. That means, you know, this is your full time. If this is your full time job, like, and it, how long it takes you to make this versus how much you're going to potentially get for it, which I really hope this game makes a lot of money yeah. because it's like, do that. It has to have a good payoff for this kind I mean, of thing. I don't know what's, what, is like a more ambitious harder idea this or cuphead which is again like a completely hand animated game so cuphead was a very good gamble considering it was so good that tesla said hey we're putting this game in our yeah. cars and it's like you have games in cars and like yeah this is the first one and you're like what and then netflix is like here's a show and you're like what yeah. <laughs> and then you're like oh what's the what's happening with the dlc 
Yeah, about that. It's, it's, it's on its way. Uh, we, It'll we come around eventually. Yeah, we, we ain't ready. <laughs> we ain't ready. <clears throat> yeah, so... Yeah, that, that was cool. And then you wanted to add this one, Road 96. Yeah, so this one looked interesting. It, I mean... I, it, the story could be not that interesting in the end or whatever but i liked the idea that you're some runaway kid and they just it sounded like there is like i can't remember what why the kid supposedly leaves home wasn't it wasn't like there was issues like there was uh i forget what it was it was something about like the town was going to shit or something was wrong with the town or his home something like that but either way what what got me was them claiming that there are so many different ways your story could go based off of the decisions you make. Like one of the, in the scenario that they chose to show off was you get into a cab or whatever. Like you literally oh. hitchhike throughout this game. And I'm Can't. just like, that's super interesting. <laughs> Dude, like, I, I, I started laughing so hard. Cause oh, can I, can, I want to, I want to say real fast. Sorry. I gotta, sure. I gotta say this. So, you know, he's in, you talking to the cab driver. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I'm the cab driver. And he's just like, oh, I see. Uh, I forget what he said. And you say like something and he goes, oh, I see. Stare- uh, I think he's like, you know, you'll get off here or something. And you're like, yeah, probably as far as I go there or something. And he's like, I see staring at my mags, uh, like my magazines uh, yeah. and some of the dinosaurs on. He's like, you like dinosaurs? Don't worry. I won't get mad if you won't, if you don't. And you go, no, nah, I'm not really into dinosaurs. What did you say? <laughs> Well, he also says earlier on, like, just so you know, I got a bit of an anger management problem. Yeah. So, like, the dude, the dude just gets pissed off because you don't like dinosaurs, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I know you. I could. I could hear it. It's okay. Yeah, my cat's like clawing at my door, trying to get. It. If you guys can hear that, we're keeping it in because, like I said, I'm not. I'm not getting that big and dead. He's like rattling ones. my doorknob. <laughs> What do you mean you don't like dinosaurs, James? I mean, can't. I'm gonna get inside. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna let my cat in my room so he stops fucking with me. Hold on. All right, but like, I don't I'm know. Gonna, I'm oh gonna wait, keep going. I guess I'll finish this real quick because yeah, yeah. this is literally something that I wanted to talk about. Okay, so I I just really liked the idea of having such a incredibly branching story pathway. <laughs> Goddamn Loki. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, they showed off you pissing off your cab driver that you hitchhiked to get a ride with. And he literally tries to like murder you. I'm going to burn this van. And I was just like, man, what the fuck? I wasn't super interested, but I I am now like to see how crazy different of a story could you get. Yeah, it was was something. Yeah, go. I'm going to start. I'm going to talk about the next game while you do that. All right. So. Uh, the next game was that I thought was interesting was called Unbeatable. So this was very interesting. I think it was the team that was making it was like inspired by they wanted to make like an anime type game or anime style in terms of design. But the cool thing about this, which I'm surprised because I'm like, you know, normally when it's a lot of indie games, the ones I'm really interested in are probably ones that are more like RPGs or uh hack and slash like random stuff like that i'm more yeah. into but this day of the devs it was like cooking and music and i was not yeah, expecting I was surprised that how many rhythm games that i'm not usually that into rhythm games and there were a few rhythm games like this and a music story that i was just like wow i i might want to try out these rhythm games actually. yeah because it, like, it has you does... sorry what like 
it just the like the idea of your band having different abilities based off of the music that you've learned and just visually it looks so interesting and it's supposed to be a world where there is no music or something and you're it, like the game they said like there's only two controls and it's like up and down and stuff oh really and yeah and they're, they're like you can do all these different things but the main thing is like when you're going and playing they're trying to stop you or something so when your character is jumping up and down you're like blocking all these i guess attacks to your band while they play but the music itself still is like really good and yeah i was like it seemed very simplistic where it seemed like really enjoyable where it's something I don't have to really think too much when I'm playing, but also I could still admire it because it's like, it seems like fun because even though it's simplistic, it's like, Oh, just up, down, up, down. Uh, if I'm winning, you know, it's like that gratification of just succeeding, but also I'm enjoying the music as I do it. Plus uh, the art looks really cool for this. So I kind of like, honestly, every aspect of this game, I was like, Oh, shit this is pretty cool yeah and uh you know all these games you can always check them out they're all on steam to find them easily or you could just look up like day of the devs on uh summer game fest and stuff yeah i might have to get a gaming pc at some point because as much as i like my macbook it does not play too many games what do you mean you don't like dinosaurs you can't play dinosaurs (laughs) on your macbook (laughs) all right the voice completely changed there i don't know what happened there but anyway uh Second to last game here on the list. There were others, but like I said, we, we chose only certain ones. Uh, Death's Door. So this is like a... Almost look like a Souls-type... Uh, like, not a Souls-type game, but like... Um, I mean, it was Actually, it like kind of was like a Souls crow game. With a sword you were a crow with a sword, and the animations for it was just crows talking. And I'm like watching this and i see the sword on the crow's back and i see the sword attack with the i mean the crow attack with the sword and i'm like fuck they got me if there's mm-hmm. i was straight up like if this was a, a regular person i probably would not even pay attention but honestly the gameplay looked really cool because it's like you know there's other games like this so it won't necessarily stand out too much but because they straight up said oh we're gonna use a crow i was like oh that's kind that's kind of interesting all right um uh, and they mentioned something about this. It's a world where things don't die naturally anymore. So you are a you're reaper. The, yes. The crow, like the, you're going through and like you, you hear like a character being like, oh, you're the reaper. Uh, I've been waiting for you or something because he's like, I'm, I'm supposed to die or I'm not still supposed to be alive. So it's pretty much the enemies you're fighting are the ones that should be dead already. And you're just kind of like putting them to rest, I believe. Uh and it's something that i believe they said it's like it i think it's like soul style difficulty where it's like going to be pretty hard for certain parts or something i could be completely wrong i could have sworn i heard souls in it but i i I could be wrong on that aspect but either way it looked enticing uh to me uh, out of this list and then the final one i believe uh you wanted to add this one in uh walk yeah so that's mostly because i just find it really interesting that we've gone we are so far from the playstation one era that people are actually nostalgic for the terrible early cg look of playstation one games oh and so this was that game that is made to look they even said straight up it's made to look like a playstation one era game and it's just like this weird kind of silent hill looking horror game where you're like a japanese schoolgirl trying to just get home before dark or something like that and you're being chased by demons and shit 
and it looks just interesting. Like it, I mean, it, it, it may did not look be interesting. Mo- yeah, yeah, it may not be the most uh, revolutionary of horror games or anything, and the story probably is non-existent really. But I just, I really like that art style of just very early 3D polygons with terribly low res textures, but like. It's, I don't know. There's a look to it. It's interesting. People are nostalgic for the 90s, man. I'm telling yeah. you. It's, it's, it's just a thing. I will say, like, I think the reason I wasn't, like, before you added it in, I wasn't too interested just because I think there was, like, already this other stuff in this one. Right. It had the design aspect that looked cool. But I'm like, I could I can't even tell what the gameplay will be. So I just can't add it in just for that reason alone. It looks um, kind of, unless I'm mistaking it for something else, it looked like either a silent hill or or a resident evil game mm. Very i think that. that might be why because i never really played those games mm. so if i play them i might have more and interest i loved those games yeah and i'm supposed to play the resident evil ones eventually soon that's like a post backlog thing we, t- we talk we talk about this anyway yeah. okay uh that is day of the devs moving on to uh what we learned for summer games fest this morning uh there was like an, a, a specific dive into the amazon the singular potential successful Amazon game that everything's kind of riding on. If it comes out. If it comes out. New World. Which actually, you know what? I think it will because it's it got a, a solid chance. release date. Um, actually, it, it comes looks, out in like a couple months, honestly. Like, it looks like it's a pretty solid game so far. So, yeah. The, the reason I want to talk about this game is because it does what no other MMO has been doing. At least, like, you know, those style of MMOs. It's, like, grabbing me and... A lot of the times an MMO grabs me because of its theme. Lord mm. of the Rings Online, it's Lord of the Rings. And I go, I like Lord of the Rings. Elder Scrolls Online, it's Elder Scrolls. I like Elder Scrolls. DC Universe Online, it's DC. Yeah. Those are Star Wars, Old Republic. Like all of them have those specific traits. If you literally took the names out and changed them, there is a near guaranteed chance I will lose interest and not play those games which I've only played DC Universe Online out of all of them, to be honest. But uh, World of Warcraft, like that one, I, everyone, I always, I played and tried out because my friend hyped it up and everyone, you know, always said like, yeah, I gave my life for this game and just played it forever and it became my life. And I'm like, oh, I'll check it out. Fell asleep. Okay, that doesn't work. Uh, New World, it's intriguing enough where it doesn't, it has me interested and it has no previously established franchise to interest me and for me that i feel like says a lot for an mmo personally mm-hmm. and from what we saw here like uh the whole thing it's like the story they give you like your intro as a character you're uh, a navigator who survives a shipwreck and comes to the the new world land and i forget what the, the actual place is called it starts with like an e if i'm correctly but it's like it was like eternia but not exactly yeah that makes sense. It was like Eternium, maybe. I can't. I can't remember. Uh, but you, the whole thing is your character becomes immortal, just like anyone else that comes to the land. The land yeah. is supposed to make you immortal, and depending on what kind of characters there are, like people that are immortal become corrupted or all this other stuff. So it's like, you know, it's cool you're immortal, but you know, there's a catch to it. It seems like, and the whole thing is like the game has its own economy or something, if I remember correctly. Like there's all this cool stuff and it's either like economy, political stuff, if I remember correctly. It's like got all these interesting things. But one thing I liked hearing from the developers is they're like, oh, we did like a, an alpha before that people could have played and tried out and we got all this feedback. 
so we could fix everything and change things depending on what they wanted. And they're like, we want more PvE stuff. So they're like, all right, one thing we're introducing is called uh, Expeditions, which sounds like uh, Dungeons, which are like, they're usually PvE activities that aren't as big as a raid, but they're bigger like than normal activities. It's like the second biggest activity normally, I guess. But these are like five player activities that I guess will take some time to get through. And they said there's like six at launch, which... You know, that's a, a good amount of content, I'd say, personally. At least, if you're looking at Destiny, remember, there's like three dungeons in Destiny. And out of those three dungeons, there is a very long time span in between when one will come out into another. This one is six at launch. So that's a that's a good number, I would say. But I like they, they also talk about the locations in the game, like two new locations. And one is based off of Chinese influence. One is like Venice, like Venice, Italy. Uh, it was supposed to be called like New Venice and then Pirates took it over which I thought was really cool. Huh. And it's supposed to be a new world. It's like established where I guess real world stuff had happened, not real world stuff, but like those, the stuff in the world exists. So like you see stuff and it's like stuff throughout history. You see like conquistadors, you see now, I guess Chinese emperors and stuff like all this different stuff is there. And I, I thought that was really interesting. And the game itself, it's supposed to come out August 31st. So it's a little bit over two months away which you know that's pretty solid and the game's only like 40 bucks and the deluxe edition is like 50 really? huh. so i'm like you know and it's like you can buy it on i mean obviously you can buy it on amazon but it's only mm -hmm. digital and it goes it's a steam code you're getting a code on steam which i'm liking that they're utilizing steam for it but uh i'm honestly considering picking it up on luna I don't care. I'm not. I'm just gonna do it on PC. Thanks. Uh, but I'm honestly, I'm, I'm potentially I might pick it up day one. I'm not sure yet. Uh, I'm very curious about this game. But what they showed me is just continually interested me in what this kind of game can be because it's like also not the traditional WoW stuff where WoW stuff it's like hit hit and it's like small little character you're watching doing this stuff and you're like yay like this looks much more up close and personal when you're doing all the fighting. And I also like that a lot too. Hence, like you know, Destiny and DC Universe Online and stuff. Yeah, but it is interesting that it's a mix of uh, magic and very early guns. Yeah, like yeah, they describe exactly. it as, as a world where I guess magic has <clears throat> always been a thing, but gunpowder is a more recent discovery. They so. said it's like the age where uh, guns are just coming in and swords are kind of ending or whatever yeah. it's like that weird transition of uh, transitional time which i thought was really cool all right next up we have the coke media prime time which is uh looking at it they talked about it so okay the, they were remaking the coke label i guess as prime matter so this is a publisher group but it's a subsidiary so you guys will, of course, know this. So, you all know THQ Nordic has bought, like, God knows how many different developers, and not even developers, they bought publishers and acquired all these different groups. And the publishers are still separate from each other. So, they're not being folded in. They're not just like, oh, this is part of THQ Nordic, uh, and they're under the name, T they're called THQ Nordic. They're, like, straight up like, oh, this is still Saber Interactive. This is still uh now uh prime matter and all the other ones gearbox now that gearbox is owned by them because thq nordic if those that don't know rename themselves to embracer that's who embracer is is them uh that's who thq nordic is is embracer 
So Prime Matter is under the Embracer name, but they have a bunch of developers under them specifically. And that was like the biggest news from this. And then that's the first thing they talked about. And you're like, okay, that's interesting. And after that, they talked. And they talked. And then they talked. And then they talked some more. And then you look and it's like 40 minutes in and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And then they show gameplay for something for a second and then they talk some more. And you're like, am I being Rickroll right now? Is this, <laughs> what the fuck is this? And it was so bad. It was ridiculously bad. And these are, I think Cook Media, you know who they own? They own the group that makes Payday 3. The Payday the Heist games. Uh, and oh, some yeah. other stuff. And that was shown there. But guess what, James? I didn't get that far. I I had to I had to stop myself from watching it because one IGN Expo started and I was switching between them where it looked like someone was talking. I would mute it and then go to the other one. I was the other stream I was watching and go back and see what was going on there. And at a certain point, every time I muted IGN Expo to look at this, I was like, there is literally nothing I'm getting from this by muting IGN Expo. Why am I here? Mm. And I bounced and it was so bad it was bad it was like ridiculously bad like i it's like konami i don't even think could do this bad from their remember those old konami conferences or uh, yeah no they had le- like legendarily bad conferences. yeah no this was this was like this was bad and I, you know okay the developers were saying all this stuff and they're interviewing the developers and they're talking about all this stuff great but it would be cool if they're talking about it and you're seeing gameplay with their voices overlaying over the gameplay, talking about it as they're showing it. But instead, yeah. it's just their faces talking about stuff. So it's like, okay, if you want to do that, that's cool. This isn't the place for it. It's like one of those things where you go, oh, we're doing a developer diary or like a breakdown thing. And we're going to talk about it here on this one little YouTube video that isn't in this showcase. But instead, this is the entire showcase. And they do it so many times that it was just it was just like ridiculous and mm-hmm. i i couldn't get any news from it so i'm sorry but we i had to ignore every single thing every game that was talked about in the showcase so we're not talking about any of those games today unfortunately uh because it was just that bad so that was coach media coke media uh other known noun as prime matter unfortunately sorry guys just you know you see what you did wrong never do that again (laughs) ever and moving on james to the uh final uh gaming show for this episode and it was another big one it was the ign expo uh you had brian altano and it was hakeem i think i forget his name uh Uh, i forget that guy's name uh, but they're they're like talking about this stuff and they try to make some jokes and it was you know there's you know they're they're, they're doing honest, I skipped through most of when they were talking because I was just like I, I gotta get through. No, this. I understand <laughs> you, you you missed nothing honestly. I think at one point Brian had scissors and he was threatening to stab people. Um, uh, that's okay. about it. Yep. Uh, but looking through the games, so we have only honestly less than Day of the Devs. It's a a long list, but also only a very like less than half a dozen. I want to say we chose to talk about here. Uh, the first one you wanted to talk about. Uh, Sherlock Holmes chapter one. Yeah, I mean, I have been a fan of Sherlock Holmes for a while. I've read some of the books and I I don't I just I liked the trailer. I don't know if it was just a, I mean, it was definitely a, pure, a purely cinematic trailer, but I 
am interested in an I uh, like playing a Sherlock Holmes game where I'm solving mysteries and stuff. But there, another aspect that kind of intrigued me was it seemed to lean into his neuroses and stuff because Sherlock Holmes, the character in the books, is not a very mentally healthy person. I mean, he's brilliant and has an incredibly good memory. Like he's literally memorized like thousands of criminal cases. And that's one of the reasons why he's so good at, you know, solving crimes is the way he sees it is like, if I have, you know, if I have memorized a thousand different crimes that have happened in England and, you know, there's a dozen crimes that started the same way as this crime that I'm currently investigating and they end and they all ended the same way. It's probably a pretty good bet that like this one will lead that way too. It might not, but it's a good bet. It's a good starting place. And when he is not on a case, he kind of just like spirals out of control and like, he literally just does cocaine (laughs) just to, (laughs) he literally like, uh, Watson, you know, when he, first saw him doing a bunch of cocaine like literally injecting it into his veins he's just like uh wait why why are you doing that to yourself and he's just like yeah well i don't have a case right now and i crave mental stimulation and the only way to possibly stimulate my brain to that to the extent that i get when i'm you know solving a crime or trying to solve a crime is cocaine so as do we all oh wait yeah (laughs) so it's interesting that this game seems to be highlighting a bit of that of like you know yeah he's a brilliant detective but he also is very much not a mentally healthy person and he doesn't really try to fix his problems at all he just kind of leans into them Mm -mm. so the only thing it looked interesting i think the thing that threw me off was i feel like there's been so many sherlock games before that's fair. And I wasn't sure what those games were, and I wasn't sure if this was like those games or if it's something yeah. completely different. Which I'm also not super excited for the the chapter one in the title. So that's what I think. I think it's like a reboot. It's something completely separate from the previous ones, and that's why they yeah. did that. I could be completely wrong, but I have no idea. Um, if it is honestly, honestly, if it's completely separate from all the other stuff, and they really do detective aspects stuff like that, I'd be down. Otherwise, uh, if it's like the other ones, I'm just like kind of not into jumping into something like that. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is like it. It was a cinematic trailer, so they can, you know, they can make a good, cool cinematic trailer, and then the game could just be boring as shit. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the other thing we already talked about: Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, uh, yeah. Wild West Dynasty. So this was very interesting because they did like a full on making of video. Yeah, I with was Legos. so confused by this. I was like, wait, why did they start with Legos? And then they like 3D mapped the Legos and then 3D printed that map that they kind of roughly changed. And then they put clay on it and then they rescanned it back into the computer. I was just like, they, they, no, they so put clay on steps. it and then added a lot of detail and then they remapped it. And, and then they're like, oh, this is the world you're in. That was so crazy. I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. that's so much work. I, I straight up at first, because, you know, it starts with the Legos. I'm like, oh, we watching a Lego game. It's so weird. There's an indie Lego game. Lego, yeah. that's crazy. Uh, 
it, it was just weird looking and i always like western stuff so it was kind of interesting it looks like it's like a i don't know it could be wrong it may be like a settlement type game or something it looked like cause it's i like could a, not a, tell you it looked like parents and a kid so i have no idea but i just thought that was interesting looking for um, sure i mean i i knock them for putting for making a you know an attempt to make a map and it seeming to be way more work than it should be because i i would think that you could just do all that on the computer with the with the right game engine but you know in the end when they were showing their character models walking through the landscape that they created i was just like you know they put possibly way too much work into it but they did make a landscape that looks phenomenal my god they did otherwise uh the only other there's two more and i think you added these ones in i didn't actually get too much from uh gene expo specifically i i really got nothing to be, for the most part uh you added in split gate yeah so to be fair this has been around for a while i just think it's cool that it seems to be going free to play pretty soon and i was interested in it before because it basically looks like halo first person shooter multiplayer type stuff mm-hmm. but with portal guns and that just sounds insanely fun to me i mean i think when it actually came out people were kind of meh on it but i'll give it a try for sure gotcha and then last one on here you added in a broken pieces yeah so that was the one where i don't know i don't know if it's a walking simulator necessarily but the story seemed to revolve around a woman who she doesn't know how this happened but just for her time just seems to have stood still and that is an interesting mystery hook to me and i i like the idea of trying to go around solving puzzles fighting weird looking shadow creature things and Mm -hmm. just trying to figure out what broke time and why you know how does she fix it i guess okay and that is everything for gaming. And oh dude, God. we're only an hour and ten minutes. I th- I think we're I don't know. I not I could bad. be we're not bad, but also the amount of Netflix stuff there is to talk about. I'm like you know we could be here for maybe twenty minutes. We could be here for an hour. I'm not yeah. sure yet. Oh my God. Uh, I'm like guys, there's a lot of shit, but we're gonna go Can't through wait it. Can't wait to talk about Ice Road with Liam Neeson. <laughs> I straight up actually wanted, like, everything I put on here, there's no, so I, you guys, so my process for this was I used my notes app on my iPhone and just, like, started listing things down uh, for all the gaming ones. And I, even if it was something I wasn't interested in, I still listed it. And if it was something I liked, I put an asterisk ne- next to it and then I sent it to James. For Netflix Geek Week, I didn't even bother because <laughs> I, anything I didn't want, which was honestly a minority, a very small minority uh, from those five days. I just didn't put in there. So mm. everything on this list I wanted to talk about. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, let's do it, baby. Um, so this one, you know, everything here, some of it might be a little bit long. Other stuff might be like, honestly, 30 seconds. We'll see. But Netflix did Geeked Week, which is the first time I've done anything like this where they straight up did every single day, like early morning, they had uh, Rahul Kohli and Mari, uh, crap, 
Uh, Mari, I, I really don't want to get her last name wrong. Uh, one second. It was uh, Mari Takahashi. Yeah. So they hosted this whole Netflix geek thing, and it's like focusing on, you know, name implies the geek stuff. So yeah. anything that's like not too boring, dramatic, or whatever. And it's a lot of stuff and they, they did it as a whole showcase. So instead of just showing like, oh, you know, these are the things coming out soon. They were like, here's just like a quick five second teaser or here's a yeah. banner or here's a logo. It was uh, everything like that. So it's like something they want to do. Potentially, it seems like they might make it a yearly thing. Uh, the only thing I will say is maybe... This is the one thing I don't want during E3. Everything else I liked having during E3, because like I said, it keeps us to just one week of sucking yeah. one shitty week compared to an entire summer of just like, fuck. <laughs> but for Netflix Geek Week, I'm like, I'm down to have that a little bit separate. But they also do. They also worked with Summer Game Fest on this, too. So Jeff Keighley was yeah, Jeff Keighley showed up at like the end. Cause... Jeff Keighley shows up here. Jeff Keighley. OK, Jeff Keighley ran Summer Game Fest. He's part of E3. He was doing his own Game Fest stuff with everyone else. He worked with Day of the Devs and Tim Schafer. He worked with Tribeca and he worked with Netflix. And at the same time as working with Netflix for Summer Game Fest, he was sponsored by Amazon. My so, God, that works. Yeah. J j I just fucking remember this dude made game trailers on Spike TV? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? This, this man is all powerful i swear to god yeah. all right jumping in now so have you watched shadow shadow and bone yet no all right we're gonna i'm gonna talk about it eventually not here uh but it's like one of the things i watched recently uh but it was renewed already for season two uh which a lot of people are happy about it's it doesn't hit that game of thrones itch but it's like you know it's 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 cool in its own little right it's like a cw it's like netflix making their own little cw show practically just slightly better quality. Uh, but they showed the, I guess it just came out, Lupin, uh, the launch trailer for the oh, live Lupin? action Lupin. Or sorry, Lupin. So what did I say? Uh, and then they showed like a part two trailer. Uh, and yeah. isn't it the detective's son? The guy I've that's always chasing Lupin? things about this, but like I have not actually watched it or anything. So I, I really couldn't tell you much. I just, I just know people are liking it generally. And yeah. And are excited for it in the second season. I need to watch it. I also the I, I'm not a big Lupin guy. Like I'm still like I've told people before. I'm still getting into anime. I have watched Castle Cagliostro, but that's the only Lupin I've gotten. So there's a lot more I need to watch. Uh, I feel like honestly I might hold off on this because I want to watch more Lupin. So when I get to this, I'll have more um, investment in it of being like oh i get this i get that like mm -hmm. it's cool that they did this with these characters in a live action version so i can have more appreciation for it if anything or get angry because i'm like it's not like this um but I, i'm pretty sure i think the main guy is supposed to be like did, lupin's already cha always chased by a detective who's trying to hunt him down and i think the dude's supposed to be the detective's son i could be wrong but i did like that it's like set in france that was cool uh Next up was Blood Red Sky. So this was interesting because it's like, I guess, a, a, a terrorist attack or some weird attack on a plane. And when they first describe it, they're like vampires on a plane. And I'm like, okay. And it turns out, you know, it's a mom and her son getting on a plane. The mom is the vampire and I think the son is too. So it's like, 
oh, it's going to go from these dudes hijacking to a plane to a mother that's a passenger is now going to kill the terrorist because she's a fucking vampire. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember this one. <laughs> it looked interesting because it's like she just all of a sudden is like, hey, can you watch my son while these dudes hijack the plane? And the guy's like, oh, OK. Oh. And she walks away and you see her like all of a sudden the fangs pop out and oh, you're I just like, oh, thing. shit. Yeah, no, she's she's the vampire man, which means oh. I think the son looking at his eyes, he's also a vampire. And it's going to be at a certain point where something's going to happen where like the dude's probably going to try to protect the, the kid. And the dude's going to fail, and he's like, don't hurt the kid, and the, he's just going to hear something, and the kid's going to kill somebody, and be like, num num blood. And he's yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, I, I don't know, I thought that was cool. Uh, next, dude, Alright, this should not be as interesting as it was. The Ice Road with Liam Neeson. Yeah, I'm so confused by this, because like, it, it looks like a heist movie, sort of, but also Ice Road Truckers. And it's because it's supposed to be like there's like a avalanche or something and these dudes are trapped and they're like, we need these rigs to carry, I guess, these uh, pieces that will help get them out. These like special oh, like was, pipe pieces. Was that what was going yes, on? Yes. And they have to get there. But I think there's probably a cover up going on where the company, I guess, overseeing everything is like, oh, wait, no, if these dudes survive, it'll get out about what we did wrong in there and you know we'll catch shit for this and things can happen to us so if we make sure they all die then no one can no one will know but now these ice trucker dudes are coming to rescue them so we have to make sure they fail i think that's what's going on yeah i love the part which is where insane. they're like the ice is cracking we need to get like but we could outrun the cracking ice, though. We have to we have to connect the trucks to each other, and then they fucking flip over, and you're like, uh, yeah. so like, how does that was a it... great plan. Yeah, and they show that scene, and I'm like, so... Yeah, I was like, um, I feel like you're showing a lot of the movie right now. But I assume they're going there because where what the road they were going on gets sabotaged by the company, because they're like, someone's... Yeah. It's like, we've been sabotaged. And you're just like, what the fuck is happening? They're just trying to drive these trucks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was cool. All right, uh, getting into... We have two parts of Zack Snyder talk, and this is the first one, and I got really excited here. So they... Zack and Deborah Snyder come on and they talk about the Army of Thieves prequel movie coming out potentially in the mm. fall. Uh, so we can get it potentially basically less than six months. And that's supposed to be the one uh, following James. You remember the German guy's name, the safecracker? Oh, oh, no. Oh, God, what was it? Like, not Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> shit what was this it's exactly it's exactly what oh it was God. Dieter that's what Dieter. his name was oh yeah. man so it's supposed to be about him and uh, I guess like his pack of thieves and the my the guess is like oh when all the zombie shit starts going down like around the world I guess things change and it's straight up just the heist movie set in the world like I don't think there might be even any um zombies in this one huh. and it's just like a heist movie straight up uh which would be cool but we have that coming and i remember it was like oh there's i think there's a prequel or a sequel and then like uh an, an anime and stuff and they're like oh all of those are happening and you're like oh fuck 
But they announced that. They talked about that, which is cool. They talked about Army of the Dead Lost Vegas, which is the anime series coming that covers the events from the montage. They're like, Viva Las Vegas. Uh, like that the whole... part that everyone wanted? Yes. Uh, it, it was straight up. It's like going to be all of that. So it's going to be all the stories. And apparently like you'll get more of that mom who dies like trying to save her daughter. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. So you'll get her. They said like there's characters that I guess don't survive that you're going to get a bunch of, including, ah, crap. Oh, Joe, Joe uh, Manganiello will be in it, apparently. Really? Yeah, I think so. Or no, he's in the... I fr- he's going to be in something. I just know Joe Manganiello is going to be in something, apparently. Uh, which makes sense because of the whole Deathstroke stuff. But yeah. uh, I'm excited to get a... Dude, our very first Zack Snyder anime. Like, he loves anime. So this is going to be so fucking cool uh, to get him to do that. And then they talked about Snyder School, which apparently is on YouTube that I'm going to check out. And it's oh, it straight on up... YouTube? Yeah, I, I found it already. It's a playlist on there on Netflix. Oh. Uh, it's I forget what it's called. Just straight up, just Google, just YouTube Snyder School, and it'll come up. And there's like a playlist of all the episodes and stuff. But it's like his whole filmmaking process, and like he talks about stuff. And I guess you know, if you're a filmmaker or an aspiring filmmaker, like this stuff could potentially help you out. Um, but they talk more about Army of the Dead in it. They talk about the robots, the blue blood, uh, and the difference sort between of. like the. If, they, if there's blue blood, it's different than the robots. And the Olympus Hotel, the front of the hotel, has, if you look at it, it tells the story about the aliens. And I'm like, the aliens? So there's, like, robots, zombies. There, yeah. There's blue blood, zombie, alien. And it's like, dude, this is so crazy. And I'm excited because, dude, the amount of stuff that could come out of just, like, it went from zombie movie to, you know, this is going to be the most insane universe in Netflix <laughs> that they're going to have. It did kind of annoy me that they had a bunch of questions of like, yeah, what was with those like robot zombies and stuff like that? And then they just like, hold on, my cat. Like they were like, yeah, there's just like some robot zombies. It's really weird. Like I thought people would think that was interesting. I was like, no, but please answer. Answer. Dude, he, he even talks about how He's like, yeah, we do stuff like this in like Man of Steel where, you know, there's that um, oh, Kryptonian yeah. scout ship that comes and crashes there 1,000 years earlier or something like that. And he's like, you know, all of them are dead in the pods except for one, one left. And he's like, there is a Kryptonian already on Earth. And he's like, I, he's like, I have an idea of who it might be. And I'm like, you know, will I get the chance to even explain? He's like, will, I, will it ever be shown or will I talk about it? We'll never we may never know who knows we'll see what happens and i'm just like ah, ah, I'm yeah, so. god. Uh. <laughs> oh my god Dude, fucking warner brothers um so then we got the movie the last mercenary with john claude van damme which i'm like dude john i haven't seen this man since like expendables 2 uh he did a show for amazon called john claude van johnson which was super funny i haven't watched that but okay yeah so this is like straight up him being like a mercenary guy who is kind of like weird it was so it was so weird but it looked interesting because it was jean claude van damme yeah i mean the premise is pretty okay i guess where like i guess his son or whatever gets uh framed for a crime and he has to use his old mercenary skills to try to 
un, you know figure out who framed him and and it's the whole thing is like you know or as my the the person i used to be we're not supposed to even like be attached to anybody or something yeah. like that yeah I, I think they lost me pretty early in that trailer when, and I, I understand that John Claude Van Damme is known for like doing the splits. Like that's, oh. that's his thing, but, or at least he does that, but they showed you know, early in the trailer, him just like suspending himself between a couple like ceiling beams by doing the splits, which not impossible, but the way he was doing it, he was like facing horizontal to the ground and he wasn't using his hands to brace himself too. He literally was like sitting there cross-armed like, oh yeah, just sit sitting here is no problem for me. I could just be here indefinitely if I need to. Just so that the uh, mercenaries <laughs> that are coming after him just don't see him and he can get the, literally get the drop on them. But yeah, I, just, I was like, do you have an idea how much, like, not even just leg strength, core strength you would need to keep yourself horizontal like that for Dude, like Jean Claude Van Damme? I don't know what you want. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, after that, there was like talk of uh, the show, I guess, La Casa de Papel or Money Heist season five. Yeah, I, I never watched that. Yeah, I have Did not watch watched that? that show. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I wasn't sure. But there are shows I've always wanted to watch. I, I do like all these shows are like, and these movies are like, you can apparently watch them in like their native languages or something. It looks like so like I could watch Last Mercenary potentially in like French or something. And then mm. like this show is in Spanish and stuff. And I'm like down to just straight up watch it with some after watching enough anime. I'm like, oh, I could do this for anything. Like how uh, I'll just keep doing this. I actually like this more than fucking dubs of any type of movie. But uh, yeah. And then there was something for Another Life Season 2. Have you watched that at all? It had Katie Sackhoff, which I was like, oh shit, it's no, Katie Sackhoff. But like, yeah, the the trailer made me want to watch the first season because, yeah, I, I like Katie Sackhoff. And I was interested in, there was like one line where it was something like, this mission is a mission to either intercept or prevent. Like there's some attack like they said an alien attack on humanity that they need to prevent or something like that. And I was like, Oh, is this like first contact with aliens or I don't know that, that kind of stuff interests me. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and then we got <laughs> cowboy Bebop, which we saw, dude, I'm so hyped for this. The characters. And as they're showing just the characters with the music playing, it shows like a little like a uh, note, Patience for a trailer, like patience. Yeah. Uh, the trailer's coming. Blah blah. I mean, the but, casting is pretty great. No, I yeah, love oh, yeah. John Cho and him. His hair looks like Spike Spiegel's hair. Spike's hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and also the, I don't know. Was this when they uh, revealed that they are getting the original music producer or producer? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Composer yes uh for this show and i was just like that's super awesome because that like i cannot imagine cowboy bebop without the amazing soundtrack yeah no it, it looked really it looked really I'm, I'm really excited even though it just showed the characters uh at least them dressed up as their characters i think or no they weren't even dressed up as their characters it was just them like i guess what they're supposed to look like yeah but i was like oh this is cool uh, but it's coming this fall, dude. So we will get the trailer soon enough. I'm assuming maybe July or August, if anything. 
at the latest. We'll see. Uh, and then we got the Sandman show behind the scenes where they were just like kind of talking about it a bit. And it was Neil Gaiman being like going on the set being like, oh, my God, it's like my book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that was I know cool. the, the comic is super popular. Daniel really likes it. Uh, I've never gotten into it, but it's an interesting concept for sure. It's definitely killing me because there's uh, I feel like there's more to talk about on here. But the amount of comic book shows and movies coming now where I'm like, I feel very obligated to go read them. But now there's so yeah. many. I'm like, ah, dude, I'm just not even, <laughs> I'm not ready for all this. Oh, yeah, side note. I actually, I thought it was actually kind of interesting that each one of these days, because this Netflix thing went on for five days. Each one had a theme. Each one had a theme. And definitely like, we'll get to it. But my favorite episode was probably the animation episode. Yeah, that was uh, day four. Right now, yeah. we're I think we're on day two in terms of what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm um i think i can't i don't even know anymore there was so much shit i can't i can't uh after that so this was cool uh Uh, kind of fear Fear street Street stuff yeah the fear street trilogy from rl stein which i'm like oh it's like goosebumps is it gonna be kids stuff and then there's like blood and i'm like this is for adults all right uh so the funny thing about this was I saw this trailer for the for the trilogy of movies before I watched this this Netflix stuff because I just saw it on YouTube like oh a new Netflix show or whatever. Uh, excuse me. <sighs> oh my god! So and um, <laughs> they like it was it's like a really long trailer and yeah. by the time it got to the sixteen. 1666 1666 trailer or or part of the trailer i was like how the fuck long is this movie like it's going so long (laughs) like at some point they go like 300 years in the past why and then and then they show off that it's actually three separate movies at three different time points yeah and they're gonna be weeks apart yeah they're releasing them one once one a week three weeks apart and i don't know that's an interesting concept of it's not a movie it's not a series it's a, it's a trilogy. trilogy of movies yeah but it's and it's kind of an interlinking story but with separate stories altogether that just kind of ex- like i don't know it's a very interesting concept and I, I might i probably will give these movies a watch just to see how it turns out so i'm curious so what i'm thinking is like is it going to be the main character it's like them as adults in 1994 and then it shows them where it yeah. first happened to them as kids in 1978 and then they're like we have to go back to where it first began and then that's 1966 i think that's what or 1666 and that's what they yeah. talk about and that seems to trailer. go way back to the origins of the town and i guess to explain whatever curse that happened because there's some weird shit going on in this town yeah so i think what what's going to happen is the 1990 store specifically the 1994 stuff will carry over in parts two and three as the overarching thing as they learn the stuff of like the other two Probably. but i like that each movie is basically just called the year like whatever year yeah. it is is what the movie's called so that that's gonna be cool and that's like it that happens literally like right before right after my birthday and then like the third one comes out like a week after that so that's pretty cool uh after that was um so this one i was just like what the fuck uh awake yeah so post-apocalyptic sleep movie (laughs) yeah it's kind of interesting just the idea there's so what i was confused at first because when they when the 
person narrating the trailer said you know something happened we don't know what but we can't none of us can fall asleep i thought she meant like a group of people not literally everyone on earth yeah seems to be experiencing some sort of shared insomnia and they they cover and it's not that like you just don't need to sleep anymore it's that no one can fall asleep so everyone's just getting progressively more and more tired and more irrational and like you eventually you will well uh, i don't know how this movie's gonna work but you do eventually die from lack of sleep like your brain just can't handle it yeah so i i got even want to think i mean it's like can't what happens if someone tries to knock you out can you not go unconscious yeah i don't know that's an interesting question but I guess we'll find out. I don't know if I honestly want to watch. This is like kind of. It is kind of eerie. I'm like that thought. I'm like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. It's too real. <laughs> it's definitely an interesting hook. Yeah, I want to sleep. Uh, <laughs> Gunpowder milkshake with uh, Karen Gillan, and it's also got Lena Headey in it. I remember actually seeing. Um, yeah, I think I, I remember, skipped through this one because I was like, hey, hey. I it's like weird Karen librarian stuff. It was. It didn't make any sense. I didn't get it. But mm-hmm. all I know is it's supposed to have some crazy action. And I do remember, because at a certain point, you know, post Game of Thrones, I followed a bunch of the actors and actresses on Instagram. And I remember Lena Headey being like, uh, hey, where's my, I like order these nuts from this country, like these really good uh, <laughs> nuts. And she goes into a room and she's like, hey, Karen, have you seen the, and it shows Karen Gillan, who if you guys know her, she plays like Nebula. And she's also in Jumanji. Uh, she she's has also Amy Pond and... Doctor Who. No one cares. No one cares about Doctor she Who. She was so good. No one cares about Doctor Who. Um, she <laughs> has the bag of nuts and she just fucking throws them and still has like some in her mouth and she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> oh my god. Also, she's in like one of Jack Black's uh, Jablinski Games videos as they're playing. I forget. What, I think they're playing Crash Bandicoot together or something. Oh but dude, I fucking love Jabonzi. Oh, yeah, because they were going through the. Uh, on they were filming Jabonji. Yeah, so they were still in full outfit, too. Yeah, I think he just, like, he was like, hey, you want to come hang out in my trailer and play some video games? From it wasn't a trailer. There was, like, a hotel. It was, like, a nice ass room. I was like, shit. They're like, yeah. And then, like, someone kept coming in and being like, hey, we got five minutes to call timer. I forget. But they were, like, telling them the call time as they were playing. It was hilarious. Uh, but all right. Uh, yeah, there's Gunpowder Milkshake. And then lucifer season five uh all the bloopers there was a lot of tongue in those bloopers yeah i have not gotten into this show so i skipped past all that okay you never watched okay i, I wasn't yeah, sure that's no. also related to salmon i think cri- lucifer is a salmon character oh really but he also appears in uh the crisis on infinite earth's crossover I mean, uh because constantine goes to him for a minute so i knew <laughs> that uh there was a comic or whatever where lucifer just had a bar in la or whatever because he was just got bored of managing hell or whatever it was Mm -hmm. just like i just want to do something normal uh and that's kind of what this show is based off of but then they were like but what if it was a police procedural drama (laughs) Uh, yeah so which is a little bit weird to me but it had the dude that was a booha from uh true blood uh i forget his name the dude that was dating uh Oh fuck! I forgot the True Blood characters' names. <laughs> yeah. It's oh been well. A while. Yeah, it happens. But yeah, but, uh, um, 
Oh God, what were we literally just talking about? Lucifer season five. Yeah. Top. So Chris really likes the show. It's, it's like one of his favorite shows. Uh, Daniel also got into it at some point. He likes it a, a bit, although not quite as much as Chris. I don't, it doesn't seem, but uh, I don't know. I might get to it eventually, but it's just not super high on my priorities. Oh, no, for sure. I, I have a bunch of other shit to watch first for it, but I was I was just checking and stuff. All right. Uh, moving on. Somewhere getting close to halfway. I can't tell. Um, Stranger Things. So they talked about a couple things. One was like, oh, it's Robin's. Uh, there's going to be a podcast that's a prequel yeah, to the book so that weird. she's going to be about. And I'm like, wait, so there's a podcast and a book and the podcast is the prequel to the book. That's OK. That's a lot. But more importantly, they did talk about the cast members, uh, who the characters are going to be for the new cast in season four. Uh, first is uh, Amy Beth McNulty is going to play Vicky. A, and this is from their Twitter. A cool, fast talking band nerd who catches the eye of one of our beloved heroes. Hmm. Um, next is Miles Truitt as Patrick. A Hawkins basketball star who has friends, talent, and a good life until shocking events send his life spiraling out of control. Uh, We also have Regina Ting Chen as Miss Kelly, a popular guidance counselor who cares deeply for her students, especially those struggling the most. I wonder who's struggling the most. Uh, Grace Van Dien as Chrissy, Hawkins High lead cheerleader, and the most popular girl in school. But beneath the seemingly perfect surface lies a dark secret. So, four new characters. I also like that, although this might have been part of the video game day, they did say that there's going to be a uh, Stranger Things crossover with uh, Smite. I but skipped over that part. I was trying yeah, to get through that as much as possible. So I watched the trailer for this because I was so confused. Because if you don't know, Smite is a MOBA, but it's it's not like an overhead MOBA. It's like a third person behind the shoulder type thing in terms of perspective. It's pretty cool. The concept is like all the characters that you play are based off of gods or some sort of mythical being or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when they showed... 11 being in it i was like i don't understand she's not a god really why does she fit into space? and then what's this and then uh the sh- what's his face so. sort of makes sense no but... not him uh the sheriff oh yeah okay so that's that's the thing it turns out that these characters they're not just bringing these characters from the stranger things and making them playable characters necessarily in smite they're just skins for already existing characters I guess that have power sets that kind of fit or whatever. So there's like a gunslinger person and that's the sheriff hopper now. Gotcha. (laughs) Stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who that gunslinger would be though. Anyway, they're they're still, they're also still filming stranger things season four, which was like, damn, they're still going shit. Yeah. COVID. I mean, I'm I'm in no rush. Like there's so much fucking shit. I got to watch. Jesus. All right. Uh oh this all right. So we're in the big shit again. This is this was a big one. I I didn't expect how excited I was for this, especially because I didn't watch the original Masters of the Universe Revelation. So yeah. this is the new animated Masters of the Universe cartoon and holy shit, Kevin Smith did a fantastic fucking job because like, you know, 
all these 80s cartoons and stuff some of them have been getting revamped like thundercats got just a horrific revamp that just yeah. looked atrocious compared to the original and it's like the original is for kids and they're like this one's for kids too and i'm like what what happened the funny <laughs> thing is they also rebooted he-man like a few years ago and it just it didn't really take off or whatever so i just find it interesting that they're trying again and this yeah. time i literally while i was watching the trailer i was just like because he-man was a little bit before my time as a kid like i don't a decade ever, before yeah i don't remember ever watching any of the cartoons like as because before us they, they had he met it was masters in the universe it was gi joe it was transformers it was teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah. like all those were before us but so i so i have like no interest or, or connection oh, to that cats. series personally but watching this trailer i was just like oh my god Am I actually getting super jazzed for Masters of the Universe? Dude, I got show? Pu- that pumped me up. The music pumped me up. Everything about that. I got excited. I was smiling. I was like, this looks really fucking fun. Dude, there's uh, even a moment in that trailer where the the stupid little wizard thing or whatever his name is. I honestly don't remember. He like he's always from what I recall of like clips and bits of uh, He-Man that I've watched he's kind of the joke character because he's literally and he's like a, shown there like blocking a, 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 yeah, a dude, fireball or some shit giant shot i was like oh my god are they even gonna make the joke character interesting no i mean they're they're like yo everything's gonna be cool like this is yeah. gonna be cool um dude and like the, the for, and yeah the the theme, the song of uh i need a hero which is oh like that the, works the so well dude the moment oh my in, god i got chills the moment where he's like i have the power dude the animation also looks so fantastic i'm like they could this is like what this is what it's supposed to be this is like you guys did a yeah. good job here thank you very much um I will say too, like, all right, I, w- I remember I went through the entirety of the G.I. Joe cartoon and I really, it was enjoyable. It was very, you know, it's very aged, uh, but it, it was yeah. cool. Uh, I can't remember how long it was years ago that I did it, but it wasn't like that many years ago. Um, I, dude, this is supposed to do, this is coming out like July 23rd. I'm going to go and watch this old cartoon because you have to, apparently. This is a continuation of the original oh, cartoon. Really? A continuation. Yes. It is a direct sequel to the original cartoon. He says, basically, you're going to get a good transition where it's still going to have that feeling of the old show, and then you're going to feel it grow up, he says, as it goes. Mm, very interesting. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, so I got to go and watch the original. Um, I'm going to do the whole thing. And apparently there's a movie, too, so I'm going to watch that as well. And I got to do that before July 23rd. So the I got a little bit over uh, what i don't fuck I, it. I don't know i think there's an animated movie i could be wrong unless there is an animated and a live action and then no, never there, mind. there was a live action he-man movie with dolph lundgren as i just He-Man, i just need the bad i just need the animated one thank you all right uh <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's dolph lundgren everything is always dolph lundgren uh i straight up thought i saw dolph lundgren in a movie theater recently uh when i went to see quiet place part two and it turned out it's just the dude that was a photographer I got confused because I was like, why is Dolph Lundgren taking the pictures? But it looks like Dolph Lundgren. It looked like Dolph Lundgren. It straight up looked like him. I got so confused. It was great. Uh, all right. Moving on. More Zack Snyder news. So this was really cool. Uh, he's making a completely different show. Not related to Army of the Dead. 
called Twilight of the Gods, and it's an anime, and it's Zack Snyder's take on Norse mythology. And I do have, let me pull up the tweet because it has the casting and it was like really cool casting. Um, I actually was like, holy shit, like this is crazy. Um, all right. Twilight of the Gods, John Noble as Odin, uh, Patterson Joseph as Loki, Corey Stoll as, uh, what's that name? Uh, Raffinkel? Harafenkel. Um Corey Stoll, if you guys don't know him, he's the main character in The Strain. Uh mm. so that's really cool. Jamie Chung as Hell. So she's Hella. Uh that's really cool. I, uh, Jamie Chung is great. Uh she was um I think she was Pixie in the X-Men show that I was watching recently. And she was also uh she's the voice of the she's the original voice of Anna Bray in Destiny. Mm. So that that's also a big thing there. Uh, Jimmy Clayton as the Seed Kona, Christopher, uh, Christopher, uh, Hiju, Hivji, uh, as Un- Anvari. You'll better know him as Tormund, Giant Spain. Mm. Yeah, so I'm, I was like, oh fuck, like he's in this. Lauren Cohen as Inji, Peter Stormmare as Ulfer, uh, Pilu. Azbek as Thor. They got they're getting like a lot of Scandinavians and stuff in this, which is really awesome. Rahul Kohli as Egil or Egil, uh, which is funny because he was there as he was announcing oh. his legs. Like, so he's like, "Hey, Rahul, you're also in this too." <laughs> uh, Stuart Martin as Leaf or Leif, and Sylvia Hoex as Sigrid. So you got a full cast there, and it's really cool, dude. I, I was like, "Oh shit, this is like crazy." Uh, so we're getting t- not one, but two animes from Zack Snyder. And I did want to deviate for, for like a, a couple minutes though, really fast to talk about like, j- I've been wanting to talk about this, but I forgot to add it into one of the episodes, but, uh, Warner brothers has been like denying Snyder for a while now. Like, you know, they denied him army of the dead for a long time. And then he finally was able to get enough, like Netflix picked it up from, uh, from Warner brothers. Mm. Um, you know, they, they don't want justice leagues part two and three. We know that, uh, he apparently was also going to do an Adam movie with Ryan Choi and they didn't yeah. want that. So that's interesting. Uh, there is apparently, uh, an R rated extended cut of sucker punch that I didn't know about, uh, that we never yeah, watched because we saw it in I theaters. I, I don't think it's going to be better. But he said there is a director's cut of the movie that is yet to be released. And he says, yeah, it was kind of cut up a bad point. Like they, it's not really fully his movie. Apparently I, I'm like, I don't know at the same time there. That's the most yeah, doubtful. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, he was supposed to make a third 300 movie called blood and ashes. Hmm. And he okay. said, uh, you know, it was really beautiful love story and with warfare uh, i'd love to do it you know they're just not huge fans of mine wb it is what it is uh and then you know army of the dead stuff but it's crazy how all the you know they, they're just denying him and james they're not the only ones that denied him disney denied him from making uh-huh. a star wars seven samurai movie huh okay this was originally a rumor i remember this so back when they were making rogue one the rumor was we're going to get Rogue One, we're going to get a Seven Samurai movie from uh, Zack Snyder, and then we're going to get a Boba Fett movie. 
and then we saw how everything changed there. But uh, he wants to do this story still so badly that uh, he said on. Uh, Isn't he just doing it? It's like it's just not Star Wars. Yeah, it's everything without the Star Wars name on it. It's from he talked about it on this Happy Sad Confused podcast. He said, "Yeah, Lucasfilm talked about it, but it never. I've never been. I've been. Uh, but it never. I've been working on it just away from the Star Wars universe, just on my own as a sci-fi thing. It's still a I'm sci-fi it- thing. It's the same story. It's just kind of let's be Star Wars. Let Star Wars be Star Wars, and the eleven-year-old me still wants to make that." Now I just know how to, so maybe we'll see that someday. <laughs> I'm going to call my movie War Between the Stars. Dude, I, I just want to... Dude, All I, the main thing I want to see is what he uses instead of lightsabers. What's going to be yeah. the, the change there? But okay, I'm imagining... Imagine post all uh, these Army of the Dead movies, and then he's probably going to, like, after this anime too, we're going to get this and, like, the Army of the Dead sequel. Like, there's so much... I feel like Netflix is like, oh my god sign this man sign this man we're gonna get this man like we're gonna get so much shit imagine Zack snyder's star wars this is gonna be something we've always needed and never knew like, i mean to holy- be fair somehow army of the dead is making netflix so much money it, it is at least it is like somehow very quickly becoming net like the most watched netflix movie ever like, uh, and right now it's apparently the most watched movie at like just of the year or something that's crazy yeah i mean it's a good movie but it's not I didn't think it was that good. It it's well, we haven't talked about it on the show yet, but we we will we'll get to that when we do. We'll do like you know we'll do our mm. full breakdown. But uh, moving on, we're getting into more heavily animated stuff. Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway is coming to Netflix, so I'm really excited about this because I said before, like uh, as I'm diving into anime, um, the one thing I really want to do first before I really start watching other stuff on my own is go through all the Mobile Suit Gundam Universal Century shows and mm. movies in order of release and i've done that to an extent i'm basically in the early 90s now i think my next one is uh victory gundam and then eighth ms team but the newest one is mobile suit gundam hathaway who's the son of bright noah who's like the captain in like all the older mobile suit gundam shows and movies and stuff and the cool thing about this is like there's in the original like it's kind of a separate arc like you could see it as its own thing in the universal century is the original Mobile Suit Gundam show, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta, and ZZ Gundam are like these three series that all connect to each other perfectly with uh, Char's Counterattack as like the movie that ends that whole story. Uh, and then there's, you know, there's stuff that takes place after with some of the characters and other shows and stuff later on. But Hathaway is supposed to be a direct sequel to Char's Counterattack, that movie. Mm. And I'm really excited to, you know, see that. I'm also like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta get a move on. Yeah. On the other stuff. Even as someone who hasn't really watched most or much of the Gundam series, this one looks really interesting. Yeah. It's Just apparently like it's in Japan. It's been amazing. Uh, and it's the start of like a new trilogy of movies. Hmm. Uh, and the original oh, movie, movie trilogy. show. No, it's it's uh, this one's going to be straight up just a movie, uh, but there'll be two more. Uh, okay. They said also the original movie trilogy, uh, which I think is the compilation movies. So like instead of the actual Mobile Suit Gundam show, they took a bunch of the episodes, cut them up and turned them into three movies. Hmm. Uh, those will be on and maybe Charts Counterattack. I'm not sure. Those will be on Netflix, though, on June 18th. So that was really cool. All right. 
And then they talked about, I didn't even watch, I didn't know these existed. I, I kind of going to want to go watch these now, but the Transformers War for Cybertron. Yeah, I watched the first season and I never got around to the second season when it came out. I like it because it's, you know, one of the things we didn't get to see much of in the uh, movies. 90, well, I guess 80s, or the old cartoons in the old okay. cartoons was like, you know, we heard about Cybertron, but we didn't get to see much of it except for in the movie uh but you know it's and uh, like a few years ago oh god i i I don't remember how many at this point Uh, it was like on the ps3 i think there was a a couple of games set on cybertron and Mm -hmm. it was just such a cool thing to see you know cybertron at not maybe not the height of its you know power because there was like a massive war going on on it it but it was just cool to see, you know, the Cybertronian war at its peak, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. Because they, they and, did say, or what were you saying? And, and so this this show kind of covers that era, too. Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm really interested in watching it, especially because they said it's uh, the season's basically a trilogy, too. Yeah. And the third and final season is going to, you know, end the world for Cybertron, but also transition into the start of a new show called, you know, Beast Wars. Dude, I'm so hyped. I, I that's what we Beast grew Wars up so on. Much. <laughs> like, you know, Transformers was big in the 80s, but 90s, it was Beast Wars. Was Dude, like, yo, cr- who needs automobiles when you got animals? And what's crazy is like a few years ago, or I, I think, I, I literally went back and watched, not the whole series, but I started watching it again on Netflix. And I was just like, holy shit. Like the story is actually, the story actually still holds up. It's actually yeah. still pretty good. The only thing is, is the visuals are awful by today's standards. Oh, damn. I mean, as kids, we were like, this is amazing. <laughs> but <laughs> but now it's just like, yeah, if they could just slap a new coat of paint on it and make it look cool and keep with the original storyline or, or at least something along those lines, I am way in on this. Awesome. Okay. Next up, uh, we just got a, you know, they talked more about Godzilla Singular Point. Comes out June 24th. I'm so ready for this. But they showed a scene, and it yeah. has Rodan. And I think the two or biggest smiles. It, was it Rodan, or was it just one of the smaller things? I think it's like, it's a it's Rodan because of the sound effect. That was Rodan's sound effect. Ah, um, okay. I knew that. It was perfect. So uh, throughout all of these shows, gaming shows, movie, like everything, the two times I think I got most, like, I was legitimately smiling and excited was He-Man during Masters of the Universe and this scene where they show, like, it's, like, you're talking about the dudes, like, building shit Jaguar and whatever. And yeah, it was really the cool. kids fucking with them. Like, yeah. His, his face looks stupid. Ha <laughs> ha. Go, da- go die. <laughs> and <laughs> they show Rodan and I'm like, oh, cool, Rodan. And Rodan opens his mouth. And then makes the sound. And it was so perfect. It was like original Showa era Rodan style. Or like um, like Showa and Heisei era of Rodan. Of like basically even like all the way from the 50s all the way through the freaking 90s, man. And it works so well. It, I, it, it, it synced so well with the animation. I got goosebumps. I got so excited. And they're like, they didn't have to show me Godzilla. They didn't have to show me other other monsters. They just had to show me Rodan. And I got freaking... I, I'm so 
excited for this show and i already know i'm gonna watch it two times immediately because i'm gonna watch it once on my own just like binge the shit out of it but also i'm showing a bunch of friends like stuff on saturday mornings we have our own little cartoon block and right now i'm showing them the original godzilla series based off the 98 movie uh and i told them once that ends we get through that i'm immediately the next week we're doing singular point and we're starting down that one yeah nice. so i'm just like oh my god it's, it's just so good um yeah uh, next, we had the Resident Evil Infinite Darkness anime series that's coming July 8th. Uh, we had a trailer for it, which takes place in the White House, and then a scene of it that's like, I guess, a, a flashback that's like in a war-torn Middle Eastern country. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be excited for this or not, because I like Resident Evil, and I like, what's his name, Leon Kennedy. as It's got Leon and Claire. Yeah, and it's got Claire in it. I think Jill, too. I think I saw Jill. Uh, I, I don't know. But it's just that name. Resident no, Evil. No, 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 Jill. In- sorry. Uh, Ada Wong. I think I saw Ada Wong. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the name of like Resident Evil Infinite Darkness is just so stupid to me. <laughs> I'm, I, I think you'll... I think this will be more up your alley. And I'm just... It's another well, reason where I'm like, fuck, I need to well, get into Resident Evil. <laughs> also, that last shot of like the weird green zombie dude going like i'll show you true fear and i'm just like what the fuck is happening i mean like i mean you know wesker so you know oh and then didn't so like one of the other lines was like the root of true terror starts with fear and i'm just like yeah that's, that's what terror is is just a lot of fear who the fuck thought that was a good line maybe it's a translation i don't know <laughs> maybe. it's supposed to be in japanese know. i have that's, no idea that's true they said it was is an it? anime not an animated series that's true. So okay that's who fair. knows yeah so i don't know i'll definitely still watch it because it's coming to netflix and i like resident evil but i'm just not super hyped for it also if it's going off of canon resident evil and it's the moment i think it is there was a part in Resident Evil 6, like very early on in Re- in Leon's uh, campaign, where it covers that like during, <clears throat> excuse me, during his time as a secret agent, not a secret agent, secret service agent, like he ended up killing the president, well not killing the president, the president was turned into a zombie and he had to like kill him. So, oh and shit. A- and apparently uh, that somehow didn't look good on his record. Because I guess the president died on his watch, technically. Whoops. <laughs> and so I was just like, wait, did they kind of spoil this movie like years ago with Resident Evil 6? Is that now you get to happen? see how it unfolds, man. Yeah, Who knows? that's fair. Yeah. Uh, we had the Cuphead show where we saw a clip of King Dice yeah. and with the music and he's singing. And of course he's singing because you know who's voicing him? Wayne fucking brady oh yeah oh shit it's why i'm brady burst yourselves bitches i forgot that was part of the reveal i love white people love (laughs) wayne brady because he makes brian gumbel look like malcolm x that was so fucking funny (laughs) hey i make brian gumbel look like malcolm x huh motherfucker poor paul mooney he died recently i know give me the sandwich dave (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh oh god what what were we literally just cuphead king dice yeah so it's weird like one i never played the game so and i i know it's supposed to be surprised you didn't 
I, I am just didn't shocked. I just didn't feel like well, at the very least start playing, get bored immediately, or like you know, I never play something it. else and keep like rotating between five games or something, and be like, I, I'll get to it one day. It, it was one of those things where people like the one thing people kept saying about it, besides the amazing art style, was that it's just really, really punishingly hard. And I just at the time it came out was like not in the mood for that, so mm. I just never got around okay. to it. Maybe if they make uh, put out like a definitive edition that comes with the uh, delicious last course or whatever it's called, bro. That's DLC. not even out yet. Well, when it finally comes out, if in if three they make years, a, a bundle. oh my god, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll get to it eventually. Good but, luck. So the weird thing about this trailer for the show, though, was like the characters look like the characters from the game, or at least King Dice looks like King Dice, mm-hmm. but they. I guess went with a more modern animation style because it didn't have like the same cuphead feel to it where it was literally animated to be like old Betty Boop. It looks like it's based off the theme, but it doesn't have that animation itself. It's based off. Yeah, no, I see that too. Um, But otherwise it looks really good. Yeah, Uh, I think it does. It's just missing that ass. Like you, you don't feel like the... The film's about to rip or tear yeah. and like fall off or something, I guess, you know? Well, that and like everyone's dancing all the time because that's what animation was back in the day. It was like oh, every- yeah, boy. Oh, boy. everything oh. has to be moving all the time or people were going to think the film is frozen. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah I'm a, I, I can do that all day uh yeah no but it was it was cool i'm excited for this uh it it's crazy this will come out before the dlc oh my god <laughs> which is why if they do a second season then they can bring in um whatever the female cup's name is gonna be uh oh because yeah. she'll be in the dlc yeah oh, and then they can yeah. make cuphead too <laughs> all right uh so james we just talked about castlevania season four and Castlevania is going to return with Richter Belmont and Maria Renard and Sweet. take place during 1792 France. And I saw a lot of hashtags and the main hashtag was Rondo of Blood. Yes, that could be. a Because you said Symphony of the Night is where you play as Alucard and you f- you're looking yeah. for Richter, right? So Rondo of Blood was a game that initially only came out in japan which is i guess why maybe they didn't do it specifically for american audiences but in symphony of the night you play like the very last bit of rondo of blood like the uh, the boss fight against dracula Mm -hmm. to kind of explain like this is what happened last time or whatever and then and you play as richter there and then he just you know defeats dracula and kind of disappears or whatever and then that's where Alucard shows up because Dracula comes back and he's just like, what's, what's going on? Uh, anyway, I Richter has always been one of my more favorite uh, Belmont characters, probably just because he's from Symphony of the Night. And that's probably one of the best Castlevania games of all time. <laughs> but th- so you're excited. Exa- then, huh? Yeah. I mean, this is exactly what we were talking about was like okay go through the belmonts just do like a series per uh, one belmont per series yeah so trevor's story is uh, done you could do uh, richter you could do simon and i'm i honestly was expecting them to just go to simon who would be like i think the next belmont but trevor sorry no 
going straight to Richter, I am super excited. I He's don't apparently know. the son of Trevor and Sypha in this one. Interesting. So I don't yeah. know how the backdrop of the French Revolution is going to play into this, but that is like a period of history that I am super interested in. Yeah, that's so, gonna be. Yeah, it's all about the bourgeoisie, bro, and you fucking the <laughs> mass beheadings, dude. It's <laughs> do mass beheadings. He told us to do mass beheadings. What should we do? Well, we've already done that, but he keeps wanting more. We should also behead him. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Robespierre. That's actually yeah. His name was Robespierre. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I learned this in world history. At least Lafayette lived. That's all that matters. Yeah, I remember learning about Robespierre and just being like, "That's a weird name." So he was like, so let me get this straight. He was personally responsible for a bunch of people being like executed by beheading. And then eventually he was caught and he was beheaded. Yes. Cool. (laughs) Uh, Then Ubisoft came in and was like, we have three shows coming. Uh, They didn't even talk about Assassin's Creed. That's how far away it is. Like Assassin's Creed's far away. Yeah, because... They first talked about Splinter Cell, which was very funny. They dude, showed a banner with just like Sam Fisher. I was just like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with Ubisoft? They literally keep putting Sam Fisher in everything but a game, like his own game. Yeah. <laughs> Although, to uh, be fair, like the Ubisoft forward is tomorrow, I think. Is it? Is it tomorrow? Yes, it's tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll talk, yeah. how likely do you think that they could be showing off this Splinter Cell show and then tomorrow they're like, by the way, Splinter Cell remastered. Cell. They're gonna. They wouldn't do a new game. They do remastered. I bet. Just like Prince of Persia. Yeah, I, don't I could know be if wrong. Would like that or not? I mean, people. It's, will it's like it's better than nothing. Yeah, yeah they'll take anything. Uh, instead of just having him in another game as a skin or a fucking bullshit, you know, <laughs> he's in it's Rainbow like, Six. <laughs> watch them not even remake uh, Chaos Theory, which was the one that people really liked, and they go all the way back to Pandora tomorrow, which no one played. No, they're gonna do the one before that. If they do remaster, they're gonna do the original one. Was Pandora tomorrow not the? Original? That was the second one. It was just oh called Splinter god. Cell Tactical Espionage Action. Oh my god! Yeah, man. Uh, it's. I mean, why, they they want money, bro. What do you, what do you uh, think is gonna happen? Unless they do a full trilogy, which would be weird because it's like Prince of Persia. They're doing one at a time. If they do it, this one would they do that or would they just do like a trilogy? That's it's a hard good to say. question. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Derek Kolstad from John Wick is writing it. Uh, which is cool. And Sun Creature and Faust is the animation studio working on it. No other info. And then this was the big one. So this was uh, Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. And I get honestly, guys, if you guys want to watch anything from Netflix Geek Week, watch the just the video of explaining Captain Laserhawk because it's... Uh, Addy Shankar explaining it all. And I have honestly great respect for this guy. Uh, you guys might not know him. He's actually the one that did a lot of stuff that was, he's a really big fan of stuff. So he's done like a bunch of fan videos. Uh, one you guys might know is Dirty Laundry, the Punisher short film that stars Thomas Jane as the Punisher in the short film. He's done a lot of cool shit. So you guys should really check out the stuff he's done. He's done like short films where they're like, cease and desist, stop. <laughs> that's our property (laughs) son of a bitch and he's like but i'm making it better than you with no budget (laughs) uh i'm dead serious like this guy's cool uh he's actually the one i believe that was in charge of castlevania uh so he is now in charge of this and it's in pre-production it's based off of of course far cry blood dragon 
and the studio Bobby Pills, the animation studio, is doing it. And Eddie Shankar is creating, executive producing, and writing the story. Uh, he said it is inspired by DC Elseworlds, which is really awesome. And he talked about Kingdom Come in it. And it's like, dude, you're talking Kingdom Come as an inspiration? Like, let's go. Uh, Game Masters, or Captain in the Game Masters, which is apparently some old Nintendo show. And then, uh, you know, oh, the Captain fan films N? he's yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the fan films he's worked on, but he talked about everything like, it's like Captain Laserhawks on, I forget what his actual name is, but he's like, yeah, he's got to save his boyfriend or something, I think. And I'm like, dude, he's just going hard in there. Dude, and, yeah. what what was interesting to me about the trailer, at least, I mean, I didn't play Blood Dragon, but I know people really like Oh, it's one. fucking, like I said, I don't care about Far Cry. I love Blood Dragon. So the moment that got me was when it seemed to, well, first the trailer starts off with like an old like 16 retro game 32 bit like text not text probably box, but 32 like, bit yeah uh but like it had kind of like the metal gear codec pictures of like someone talking like, yeah as a stationary picture which i was like oh that's interesting and they're gonna do a show like that and then it you know he jumps off a building and it turns into full-on animation and then at some point he jumps into a car and it, starts, and it goes back and it goes into like a different style of video game look where it's honestly i think there is 16 and 32 yeah and like that one is yeah and like this looks like either like a not exactly like f-zero because that was like kind of 2d sprites but it, it was like old like Star Fox graphics almost just like but playing oh no Wipeout. that's what it was where you're just like zooming across yeah. the uh, uh highway and i was just like i don't know anything about blood dragon other than it's got an interesting like art style and stuff but this shit looks super interesting yeah no it visually. looks it looks really fucking fun i'll put it this way though like uh blood dragon's so popular people loved it in one of the second one one time they came out with like uh i forget which racing game they had then one of the motocross bike games or something and they came out with the blood dragon stuff and everyone started cheering and the dudes came out and they're like we're here for the bike game and everyone's like yeah. what and it's like yeah it's blood dragon theme it's like try oh, it was oh, trials yeah, it was a trials thing yeah. trials of the blood dragon and the guys came out and they t they like messed with some dude's hair and he's like what the fuck are you guys doing <laughs> <laughs> and it was like ubisoft sucks uh, it was so funny but it's exciting to see this but then they're like oh also a far cry anime too and it just shows the logo oh that was so funny they don't so here's the thing they don't specify which game here and they could play it like castlevania where they do a series based on one of the games and they could move on to the yeah. next game um i'm not sure i guess james which one of any of them do you think they would do i personally think they would either do uh the first one or the third one if they're gonna the do third any one yeah so i think just because boss is like such a popular villain that people would be disappointed if it was anything but him yeah Even if they did four with like pagan men like that was an interesting story but he no one really cared that much about pagan men over voss mm -hmm. okay and then uh last two we got the first look at witcher season two in which it was like 10 seconds with 50 yeah. different frames in the 10 it was i cracked up because rahul Kohli kept saying slow it down <laughs> let's yeah, watch just like what is happening dude i don't even there's not even anything to talk about to be honest it was just like yeah. cool it's siri and then they showed 
the new Resident Evil live action series, aka uh, Wesker's Angels. I love how they kept having, you know, who is Albert Wesker or whatever. It's Lance Reddick talking. Yeah, it's Lance Reddick talking. Like, that's definitely Lance Reddick talking. So Lance Reddick is Wesker. Yeah, surprise, surprise. He shows up at the end. He's like, I'm Albert Wesker. I'm very curious what this is going to be. But it's got Ella Belinska, Tamara Smart, Sienna Agudong, Adeline Rudolph, which I know her. She was in, um, she was in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. She was one of the the one of the sisters in it, Uh, and then Paula Nunez. And I'm just like, dude, what is this? What is this show? What is this show? What is it exactly? Because, you know, it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not against it, but it's a very heavily female cast and then Lance Reddick. And I'm, yeah. I'm, like, it, it seems interesting. I'm curious. I'm just curious what it, it's going to be. But straight up, like, guys, we're, <laughs> I'm going to start this hashtag, Wesker's Angels. Like, <laughs> come on. It's just, it's fucking Lance Reddick just standing in between all these girls. I'm like, oh shit, what's happening? It's like, I'm Albert Wesker. I can't do his voice. I can't, I can't do... Lance Reddick's voice of all the voices. That's yeah, the one it always I can't just do. comes off it as like Zavala for me. Whether we wanted it or not, we uh, entered a war with the Gabal. Ah, uh, Mister Week. <laughs> he's also that one, you know. Oh, so yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, Lance Reddick's and everything, bro. That's why I'm like, you gotta love fucking Lance Reddick. Dude, he's, I love that guy. I follow. He's also him on in Godzilla vs Kong <laughs> for no reason. I was like, why is I, I'm? It's cool that he's in there, and I'm like, y'all, oh, this yeah. fucking just he's shout in out for like one scene for fucking was, for one line. He's in there for like, one line. Yeah, I was just like, do they get Lance Reddick for like one scene? The day we feared has finally come to pass. It's <laughs> like just a fucking movie, dude. Oh my God, why am I buying this? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hunt down that stupid ass Steelbook 4K. What the fuck's wrong with me? Um, and then finally, Witcher Con is coming July 9th, which is a combination uh, presented by CD Projekt oh, Red so and Netflix, so it's Witcher the game and Witcher the show. Uh, so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna yeah. get the official trailer probably there. I'm sure it'll be like a Henry Cavill interview there too, in which will be like, if they don't make you Superman, at least we have our, you know, Geralt of Rivia. Uh, at least you know, like that's now his biggest role besides Superman. Um, but still, uh, you know. I would say it's weird that that they're not doing like a CD con. It's like Winter. Do you con think they want to do a CD con right now? No, but I'm just thinking like, but they're the ones that own the property, and it's just weird to do a con on just one thing. But then QuakeCon is a thing, so that's it, very true. Now, well, now QuakeCon, you know, is but yeah, the, it, it's, it's became more Quake at this. It point, went but. from it was QuakeCon and then became also it just became like an id software thing yeah, where it's basically. like oh we could show you all the id stuff. Then it became oh we could show you all the Bethesda stuff and you start seeing a shit ton of Fallout stuff there. Now it's gonna be hey look Microsoft stuff yay yeah. be like well, so you got your Halo in my Quake I'm quaking I'm quaking the chief bro um, I don't know I'm it's, it's very late uh, that's everything. And also, Annapurna Interactive also announced a that was so funny uh, showcase on what was it July something something like that. It was just like at the end of the day of the devs. So I was like, oh, cool, a trailer for something from Annapurna, and they're just like, hey, come watch our own showcase. I was 
like, I'm just like, what the? Fuck? Did you announce a showcase at the end of another showcase? Like, what the hell? Yeah, July twenty. So okay, July 9th, we have WitcherCon, and on July. 29th we have Annapurna Interactive's July showcase which is pretty much I think honestly dude that's like two days uh it's very close to the EA days of the EA play live event too so now we have three events in July like all of a sudden July is stacking up I'm like fuck (laughs) at the same time at least it's these like these are much more controllable where they're like oh it's a two-hour event each maybe and I'm like oh that's doable yeah uh, I do hope I'm back from whatever I'm doing for my birthday in time for WitcherCon, though. I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss uh, WitcherCon. That'd be that'd be sad. But everyone, okay, it's two hours and fifteen minutes. Honestly, not, yeah. not. not it could have been worse. Could have been worse compared to James Disney Investor Call episode. Remember? It does just keep going and going. That kept going. I I, sh- I wanted to talk about Turner and Hooch, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Um, I'll just do the main... Okay, so we will be back two to three more times uh, in the next day, a few days, basically. Uh, for sure, an episode on Sunday uh, that will release on Monday. For sure, we'll record an episode on Tuesday that will release on Wednesday. Uh, we still don't know whether or not we will do this on Saturday. It is hard to say, depending on how much there actually is to talk about. But yeah. to put that into perspective, I did a screenshot specifically that schedule. We have the Gorilla Collective uh, first, which we also have the first part of it that was last week. We still have to watch that. So it's basically two days worth of Gorilla Collective uh, content, which is more indies, basically. I think just a lot longer than both Day of the Devs and IG and Expo, unfortunately. Uh, Wholesome Direct. I honestly don't know too much about that, so I have to look more into it. Uh, the two big ones, though, for sure, are Ubisoft Forward, which is probably going to be the main thing we're going to talk about. That's going to be, like, the, the biggest thing. Uh, Devolver Digital, which will probably be the funnest thing we talk about. And then uh, Gearbox is doing something. I'm I'm assuming it's more of that game. Uh, the, the fucking... I already forgot what it's called. The Fantasy Borderlands game. Unless uh, they share... Lands. Yeah, unless they share other stuff. It'd be cool if they actually reveal their stuff there too, but who knows? What if they do Aliens, Colonial, and Colonial Marines too? Oh, God. But uh, in the case that we don't, in the case that we're not actually doing anything on Saturday and we record everything Sunday, we also will have on Sunday the Xbox Bethesda conference, the Square Enix conference, the PC gaming show, the Future Games show, and then WB Games doing a full thing on Back for Blood. Mm. uh but we'll see what happens uh you'll find out if there's a if there's just so if there's a show on sunday then you'll know what happened otherwise if it's on monday then you'll also know what happened yeah uh but with that said of course you can write into us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com if you guys have any questions for anything happening for e3 since uh if you do this before uh sunday or saturday night you know we can answer any questions for you guys but any e3 questions send them to sutrasidetalk at gmail.com uh you can also follow the show on twitter and instagram at sutrasidetalk which if you guys dm us or just comment on something we're posting uh recent with a question for e3 or anything in general right now uh we will answer it but mainly e3 related questions i'd say or anything from this episode of news uh we'll definitely answer them but uh, just make sure it's nothing too crazy, considering there's a lot we do have to cover at the same time. 
Uh, with that said, of course, you can follow James at InvaderJim124 on Twitter, and you could follow me at GoGoComzilla on Twitter. And please, of course, you know, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on and do what you can to support us. If you're following us on social media, just share us out. It'll help us out. Until uh, a couple days from now, we'll, or one or two days, we'll catch you guys later uh, with a lot more information for everything E3 coming. So long. Thanks for listening.